I can't watch that World Series because baseball at this level makes me nervous. Adam Curry, John C. Devorak. It's Sunday, October 31st, 2010. Time for your Gitmo Nation Media Assassination Episode 248. This is No Agenda. Preparing for Pat Down Resistance and coming to you from the Hilltop Watchtower Crackpot Command Center in Gitmo Nation West in the People's Republic of Southern California in the morning. I'm Adam Curry. And from Northern Silicon Valley, where 248 is 2 times 2 is 4 times 2 is 8. I'm John C. Dvorak. It's Crackpot and Buzzkill in the morning. Well, in the morning to you, John. I do a little math. Yeah, I'm astounded how good you are. And in the morning so, uh, to uh, all ships at sea. And all the human resources out there. In the chat room, hope you're all charged up and ready to go. Should we do our Gitmo National Anthem, John, on this last day of the month, just to get everyone kind of charged up I, and ready? I, we might as well. Please all sing along. Ladies and gentlemen, please rise for your Gitmo Nation National Anthem. You may sing along. In the morning, Gitmo Nation, we are all charged up to be. Human resources and servants in all lands and all ships at sea. From the east to west, down under to the lowlands and beyond. We are happy and distracted slaves with our Gitmo Nation song. I love it how everyone in the chat room stands up. And they should. Yeah. <laughs> As they should. Hell yeah. What a, The Jeff Smith, what an awesome dude. That song will never get old. It never will. It's a classic. <laughs> yes. It, it'll, you know, in a hundred years from now, someone will find a USB stick. Hey, I wonder what this is. That's the- what they used to play at schools. <laughs> yeah, I when you wish. went to school as a kid, they played this song. I wish they would play that at schools. Wouldn't that be awesome? I uh, think. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> the kids all standing up <laughs> and, and knowing the lyrics. Well, I must say, <clears throat> with the uh, false flag attack of the past two days, uh, I've really seen how far-reaching our program is. Not that everyone is supporting the show, mind you. Uh, but I'm getting, uh, with a little bit of luck, maybe even before the program is uh, over, uh, I should be receiving the brand new TSA manual, the operating manual. I mean, we've got people in crazy places who listen to the show, and uh, and they all really want to help out. And Although I will say people are very afraid of losing their jobs. <laughs> yes. This is, seems it's to be like the main, the main problem. You know, the, you know you're... Um, your compressor's kind of sucking, I have to admit. Kind of. Oh, it sucks one minute, and the next minute you say yeah. it's the best sound ever. No, it's no, it's not the best sound ever. It's, well, let uh, me change the uh, one of the settings. Hang on. Well, I don't know if you can change the setting. Can you just rip that thing out? Because it just, it's just not really... How's this sound? Does it sound better? No, not really. It's about the same. That's okay. Yeah, it's just, when you speak now, like, whoosh, you get all this room noise and everything comes in. It's not personal. It doesn't sound like you're in my ears anymore. You John. want me to uh, just pull the compressor pull that, out pull and that, shove it back? Shove it? Yeah, jack that thing out. Hang jerk, on. Jerk it out, John. Jerk it out. All right. Jerk it out. <laughs> you are witness. <laughs> I am back. Hey, that was quick. Yeah, I, I'm pretty good here. Oh, you know, I used, to, be, yeah, I used to have a license. Yeah, I used to have a license, too, a broadcast license. I'm getting a ham license, I've decided. Really? I got the book coming. I'm going to learn uh, Bone Up. 
Well, you don't have to know code anymore. No, you I mean, don't that's to, actually yeah, what... Yeah, the Morse code was the problem. All you got to know, know now is like antenna and effective radiation and stuff like that. It's not that hard. Yeah, so I'm going to get a cam license. I think everyone out there should do the same. And uh, then buy you know, a nice rig. The rigs are cheap now. You know, what happens if you just get a rig without a ham license? Who gives a uh, crap? They'll track you down eventually. But what, what, just get the license. That way you can have those cool call letters. Yeah. <laughs> I have my own call letters. And then if you want to be a total, you, you would be, put you them would, on your license plate. You would be K-cranky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I think it's, it's probably a good idea. But then you need a big-ass antenna. You know, curiously, I have an antenna. When I was, when I was a kid mm-hmm. and, and I was an air pollution inspector. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I used to inspect the uh, the teardown shipyards over here in Richmond. It was one of my assignments. Yes. Where they used to take these old uh, ships that were mothballed and they cut them up for scrap. And so I have an antenna from a submarine. Oh, cool. <laughs> Things like 50 <laughs> feet long or something. Yes. The guy says, I said, what are you guys going to do with that antenna? He says, ah, oh, we're going to just chop it up. He says, you want it? Yes, yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. So I'm driving around with this antenna because you, you can't, you know, how you get it. You can't, you, so you have to kind of stick it in your car and then open a window. <laughs> and push it out. With this, with this 30 foot thing. Now, what is it? Is it a, is it a, a dipole? Is it a directional? Yeah, dipole, is it straight a, up. a Yegi? No, it's the straight up. It's, one, it's a long wire. It's just it's basically a, a roll of wire. That's all it is. No, it's a long stick. Oh, okay. Hi, I'm Kay Cranky here with my long stick. How you doing, everybody? CQDX, CQDX. Yeehaw! Hey, she's been sitting hey in the good buddy, can you send me a QSL? I'd love to know that you received me. <laughs> that's all do they, they do. they still do that? That's all they do. What are you talking about? That's, that's what it is. Although I do it think... Is, yeah, but when there's a national yeah, emergency exactly. and all you internet yeah, No, users, I'm going to be real happy. No, I'm going to be real all happy. All you cell phone users, I'll just pull the, the cord <laughs> yeah. on my Honda generator and I'm on the air. Yeah, you know, you're right. I, I got to do that too. I got to get me that. Mickey, memo Get a little yourself. Honda generator. I got to get a ham radio license. Yeah. yeah, sure. Get a Honda, a Honda General, boom, you pop that baby open. You're on the air while everybody else is running around like a bunch of ants on a hot pan. He's like, more wires? What? <laughs> more wires and microphones? Yeah. No, we, and we can, you can do all that digital stuff now. It's pretty amazing what you can do. With, uh, yeah, you can use the same mic. Yeah. Yeah, but they'll be jamming the frequencies. No, they, sure. won't. they won't. They won't. There's not enough hams left out there. Hey, John, 73s and 88s to you. <laughs> anyway, I recommend everybody out there listening to this show to do the same thing. Why you, not? Let's you, revitalize the ham business. Yeah, that you, way we can complain. Yeah, <laughs> what to complain about? What the hams always complain about? Ah, oh, you can't do this. You can't do the, <laughs> yeah. the power line internet. You can't have that It'll wreck us. That's very interesting. Demand more spectrum. Demand more spectrum. <laughs> we can get ham radio licenses. It's a license to complain. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. I like that. It, well, I mean, it's not that hard. It, can, we, can you do a written test and write in? Do you have to actually go somewhere, like in a like a, a classroom, and take the test? Cheaters taking the work? test. <laughs> I can have someone go as me and take the test for me. You could do that. Yeah, yeah. And then we can have a shack. I can build me a shack. That'd be cool. A shack where I can send my seventy threes and eighty eights to any twenty around the globe. Yeah. Telling you this will make a big difference when the when the cell towers go down and the internet goes down and you, yeah, yeah, it's a good point and, and everyone's still. But you know, 
how many people have a shortwave radio receiver these days? I mean, I, I have them. I have a couple of them. I mean, that's how, but I'm a freak. No, most people don't, but that's beside the point. At least we'll be able to communicate with others of our ilk. Yeah, what a great club that'll be. Yeah, well, if it's all no agenda, <laughs> listeners, it'd be okay. We can still do the show. Yeah, that's true. Hey, all five of you, how you doing in the morning? All five of you, and the ships at sea. Literally, it'll be ships at sea then. Without the Morse coating, everybody out there should be able to get a ham license. So I, I was watching this video of this guy who's developed an antenna that works on seawater. And it's pretty cool because basically it's a spout. So he hooks up, he hooks up his Yesu uh, handheld to uh to a spout uh of seawater you know like like a garden hose essentially in the air and because the seawater is conductive and depending on how much pressure he puts on the spout he varies the length of the antenna so it's in tune so you don't have too many standing wave ratios <laughs> yes you want your swr ratio to be as close to one to one as possible um, and it's a really effective, cheap way to, to, to make a great antenna that you can auto-tune on the, on the fly. Well, I, I assume he's recycling the water then. Well, yeah, he was doing it on the beach, just to prove a point. But, uh, it's not a bad idea. Yeah, it's, it's a very good idea. It sounds like a pl- some sort of a gotcha in a mystery novel. Hey, apparently we're already transmitting on a 14.275. Just so we you know. are? Yeah. Victor Echo 6 Charlie Papa uniform is uh, broadcasting us. Good for him. Yeah, fourteen point two seven five. Is that that would be kilohertz? Uh, so is maybe, uh, probably. So yeah, we, but then we should, in including in our opening, we should say broadcasting live around Gitmo Nation on the interwebs and fourteen point two seven five kilohertz on we the short have somebody band. Sending us off on a satellite too. Fuck yeah! Oh, definitely. All right. Well, now that we've cleared all of that up. Meanwhile, the stream is still alive, and we're happy about it. So let's uh, thank our executive producers for this week. Oh, we have executive producers. Thank goodness. It's been pretty bad uh, the past uh, two weeks. Yeah, well, it's, we need another uh, another program. We have uh, actually one Why do people executive always, producer. But they only respond what? to, like, special things we do. Why can't we just, like, <laughs> That's the just sustain you start a, doing this. You know, I got to know. Well, we, you know, we get, we, I think we did okay this week. Well, hold on. So, let, me just, uh, let me just read this from, uh, we got a Ph.D., John Calvin Jones, remember the guy you ridiculed? He said, oh, that's probably an alias. It, actually, it is his name. He holds a PhD. I never said that. Well, I think you should go back and listen to the videotape. He says, hey, I, I, I hold a PhD in political science and a JD. What's a JD? A doctor of law. A JD from both the University of Iowa. I've written many articles on political and social issues. Okay, so the guy's for real. Anyway, he says, uh, from Iowa. I, I gave you, <laughs> I gave y'all... <laughs> $50.22. The reason was $50 for the birthday announcement, two cents, as in my two cents, and two nickels and a dime, 20 cents. My suggestion is that you encourage all listeners to send a mere 20 to 25 cents per show. If you have only 100,000 listeners, that would be $25,000 per show. If you have 1 million, that would be $250,000 per show. I guess in Iowa, they teach you how to multiply. That's pretty good. And they don't do that in California. Of course, 100% will not give. No, we know there's like 5%. Five percent. No, one percent. We're oh, getting one percent. I thought we were getting like five percent. No, no, we did the what, math last. What, this it's one percent of the listeners. So we have no, we have a, a douchebag radio of ratio of ninety nine percent. Yeah, of course. That's, we, that's, the way it's always, that's really bad. We have a night. <laughs> hello, goes. everybody. Broadcasting on twelve point two seven five kilohertz with a ninety nine percent douchebag radio ratio. This is no agenda. No. All right. 
Okay, so let's uh, thank some people at least before you get carried away. Yeah. Uh, we have one executive producer and four, count them, four associate executive producers. Okay, that's not too bad. No. And, of course, our executive producer is Stephen Pelsmockers. <laughs> well, of course. It's it's always the same people, which, of course, I'm not complaining. Baron Pelsmockers to you. Yeah. What, what did you call him? <laughs> Baron. Baron. It's like, I'm going to blow you, Pelsmockers. That's who he is. <laughs> well, you're going to, yeah. You're, you're, uh, you're, I got his note here. Just to keep some, cha- just some change... He's a Rothschild. Just some change to keep you gentlemen in business. Thank you. What is it? 4444, right? $444. Thank you, Stephen. A few weeks behind on shows, not enough commuting. Yeah, that's always a problem. Appreciate the call-outs. Love the shows, depressing though the news may be. This donation will be towards knighthoods for my godchildren, Peter and Ruby. Okay, awesome. I can't wait to have your godchildren uh, at the uh, round table. Are they old enough for hookers and blow? Because uh, well, not they'll yet. learn quick. How do you know? You don't know how old they are. You don't know how old Stephen Pelsmarkers is either. Pelsmarkers not that old. I don't know. He's he's too much. He's too on the ball. He's to a be smart old. guy. Yeah. Thank you. Point. Enough said. <laughs> the older you get, the less on the ball you are. Okay. Move along, old man. Huh? <laughs> Jared Forrester in Re- Re- Regina, Saskatchewan, rhymes with. Uh, $211, loves the show. Uh, Edgar Rothermish. Rothermish. Which is probably Englishized somehow. Rothermish. Uh, West Hollywood, he's right down the street from you. Hell Here yeah. he comes. All right, cool. $200. His name is Edgar Rothermish. I was born in Germany, a.k.a. Gitmo Nation Sauerkraut. <laughs> But I live, which is what we should be using. I, I agree. <laughs> but I live in uh, Los Angeles for 20 years now. We're Viking as a composer. I want to make my donation of $200, a composer we have. No agenda as my agent. If any of you uh, listeners, producers, hire me as a composer, film, television, advertising, etc., then 10% of the money oh. I earn on the job will go to no agenda. Cool. A portion of the agent fee. That's right. A win-win uh, situation for both. Uh, consider my donation a donation for keep on donating potential clients. Go to my company website at dingdingmusic.com. For my Check co- it out, dingdingmusic.com. Uh, yeah, that's a good name. P.S. Yeah, I always listen to Joe. No, cracks up when you play the douchebag j- jingle, uh, which of course he's a composer. He should appreciate that. Yeah. Now I finally can let him uh, know that I'm no longer one of them. That's right. Let's do it. You've been de-douched. All right. That's it. That's his nine-year-old who cracks up. Of course he did. Hey, hey, nine-year-old. Here we go. Douchebag. <laughs> yeah, nine-year-old. Cough up some dough. Yeah, really, nine-year-old. Cough up your allowance. Jeremy Ash <laughs> in Calgary, Alberta. Uh, so we got two Canadians today. Uh, called out on the ten 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 show by Sean Rice, Calgary, Alberta. It's about time I stepped up and actually got around to donating and joined the ever-growing <laughs> list of Can- Calgarian supporters of the show. Uh, is the best production on the air anywhere. He's absolutely correct. This show, by the way, I want to remind everybody listening right now that this is the best production on the air anywhere. And uh, Jeremy noticed. Uh, he needs a de-douching. Yeah, coming at you, brother. You've been de-douched. And finally, our last associate executive producer is uh, Paul Sankowski in Winooski, in Winooski Vermont. Wow. Uh, it's interesting. Some people with the last names in SK, I have to live in a town with the last uh, spelling same way. <laughs> I think so it's a Sankowski rule. from Winooski. Uh, hey, John Adam Sankowski B- from Winooski. Been a listener for about eight months now, and 
was fully shamed into donating, and he needs a de-douching. So that'll be You've guys, been de-douched. These guys are all in good shape now. All right, a couple of uh, PR mentions. First of all, I hold here in my hands my official uh, No Agenda dice. I haven't got mine yet. Dude, they rock. They're beautiful. They're stunning. So you're going to take them to Vegas and slip them into the table? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. I don't think so. I remember you. Remember, remember now, you're the guy that asked me, uh, you know, what happens when you roll a 13 in craps? And I went like, I don't know. <laughs> so... <laughs> It took me like two weeks to figure that one out, by the way. <laughs> I was like, oh, of course. that makes, Now I get it. Uh, but the beautiful. No agenda uh, where the six would be. And then uh, our uh, URL, uh, noagendashow.com in the morning, uh, circled around the one. Beautiful. I think there may be like one more pair left. I'm not too sure. But uh, a great little initiative there. I really like them. <coughs> and... Uh, the 1010 coins, uh, are, they're on their way, right? I feel really bad for Sir Paul. He's gotten a lot of shit for that. But well, I, he, he's catching up, so yeah. we'll get those coins shortly. So anyway... Wait, 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 uh, wait, 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 wait. I got a couple more PR things to do. Don't, don't move along so quick. Um, Robert Leather from Gitmo Nation East. Uh, although we're kind of off the subject, I did want to mention the... Uh, the website, because it could pop up at any moment when we need this again, uh, noagendafoots.com. Oh, I forgot about the foots. Yeah, noagendafoots.com. Uh, just, just look at the website. It's pretty funny. It's a, it's a Google map, and it has uh, all the pins where the foots have been identified. And uh, the subtitle of the website is Tracking the Parts Other Shows Failed to Mention. So... <laughs> I think it's brilliant. This is true. We're the only show that actually <laughs> tracks that stuff. Yeah, we yeah. track good stuff. It's important for mankind. It could be. Michael uh, D. P. says, uh, hey, I uh, just want to say Steve Oliver deserves an in the morning. Oh, okay. In the morning. I dropped him a note about an issue I was having with the Android version of the No Agenda app. I got a prompt personal response. Clearly, the audience is a group that is worth patting on the back. And you guys as well for bringing us all together. No Agenda setting example for the world in the morning. Mike, thank you so much. And then uh, a big, 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 oops, big, no, uh, 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 mm. douchebag, big douchebag to drop.io. These fuckers. Sorry, I didn't mean to drop the F-bomb so early in the show, but after I supported these guys for years, saying they had a great service, really fantastic, I've been been, been paying for extra space for years. Um, They sold to Facebook. Okay, great. (coughs) Except uh, they're closing the whole service down, effectively breaking the Internet. Which uh, is, is it, it's just like, it's like, it's something you don't do. It's really bad. And I'm. This uh, is typical cloud behavior. Yeah. And, and, and yeah, it is cloud behavior. Cloud clowns. And I'm. Yeah. Uh, I'm oh, behold, the cloud, the cloud, the cloud. Now we have all of our art basically all coming out. All our show notes, John. I was looking for the, uh, the clip of me and uh, MSNBC, Michael Jackson. That's also on drop.io. It's already been deleted. Oh, really? Yeah, if anyone has that clip of me on MSNBC. You didn't keep it? Well, it may be somewhere, but I can't find it. And, uh, you know, it's... it's eh. I'm sure I have it somewhere. Boy, this is an example of the cloud 
And I and talking about the f bomb. This is an example. Of the, well, let's say more mildly. This is an example of the cloud screwing the user. Yeah, not just. I mean, but a paying user. You know, I wasn't just. I'm not just like some freeloader here. I was paying for it. Yeah. See, this is why I've never. I always the freeloader that complains. But yeah. still. No, but I'm I'm not a freeloader. I paid, and I really promoted those guys too. I thought it was. A, I can't a believe that they would already erase some of your stuff. Who knows what's going on? But they they, they say 45 days. And uh, no, no way, no forty-five days. It's like that's already gone now. And I left a nasty comment where I said, "I hope the karma gods would poop on their heads." And that, of course, they didn't approve the comment. The only comment on their statement is, "Hey, congrats to the Drop.io team, great work." And then I look at TechCrunch and CNET, you know, all these so-called journalistic institutions of technology, and all he can worry about is how much money. What's what's he going to do at Facebook? I mean, how about the users who are getting screwed here? No one is sticking up for us. This will be my theme column for Monday. Yes, and you can quote me as a severely pissed off karma pooping person. Well, of course, you know, this is not that I haven't been harping on the same issue. This happened to me uh, back in the late 90s when the cloud first made its ugly appearance, when there was this, this really great site that would that would uh, uh, synchronize your Palm Pilot, which was popular at the moment. Uh, yeah. With the internet, so you could, if you didn't have your Palm Pilot, with, with you the whole internet, on the net. You, you could synchronize the whole internet to your Palm Pilot. Yeah, it was, it was amazing. <laughs> cool. <laughs> so anyway, so you could synchronize the Palm Pilot with this website, and so you could go look up your phone numbers and stuff if you happen to not, you know, be floating around. And there's a machine you wanted to look somebody up. It was all, and it was, and it worked great. It worked actually. It worked very. It was really a good program. Right. But again, you know, they somebody some bean counter came in, and said, we can't do this, we can't do that. Next thing you know, they're not even doing any of it. Yeah. What I did see, which kind of made my heart warm a little bit, is apparently GeoCities, which was another one of these things. Yahoo bought GeoCities, which was probably the first like Facebook, MySpace kind of place in cyberspace. Close to it. It's now available as a torrent. You can download all of GeoCities. It's like one terabyte. You mean the whole thing? The whole, all of GeoCities is now a torrent. Yeah. That was all the stuff that was once on GeoCities is 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 in a terabyte torrent. Yeah. Really? Yeah, it's cool, right? It is if it were. Yeah, I get. Yeah, here's what. Here's why that's cool. Because I still have. Luckily, I mean, I tell people to do this. If you're floating around the internet, you find some really interesting page. Somebody did this the other day with the CNN uh, uh, yes. bombs found on airplanes, and yeah. they caught it. They did a screen, uh, you know, save page as. Yeah, the title changed. Because yeah. they changed it. So if you if you bookmark everything and you go back, go find some of those old bookmarks from a couple of years ago and click on them. Half of them are gone. 404. Yeah. But So you see, I, I have this great, it was the site that it's exposed the, the cons- government conspiracy. Click 404. So you save page as, you save page as. Right. And the fact is, is that... Uh, but even, even, even better is on a Mac, you just do print and then save as PDF. That's even better. That would be better. You can actually do that on a PC, too. There's oh, a there's really? utility. No, they've inv- advanced that. Huh. But anyway, the, the point is is that during the GeoCities era, there was a lot of hobbyist sites. Oh, yeah. Guys did all kinds of weird stuff. Yeah, and porn. And, and it's all, just, they just pulled the plug on it. And broke and broke a lot of stuff. I mean, this is the problem. Hyperlinks, you know, you can't change those. This is another cloud problem that we really, you know that Bitly, which uh, I use Bitly, do you know what the LY domain is, John? Do you know who owns the LY domain? Which country LY is? Let me think. 
It's, it has to be an island country. No, no, no. So bit.ly, bit.ly, which I use, and I, and I got to get off yeah, of this. Yeah, yeah. What's the, what's the country? Libya. Libya, Libya owns. Yes, Libya owns the .ly domain. Hey, huh. that's real smart. <laughs> and I'm, you know, I, I'm setting, I'm slowly setting up nothing but cloud services in my house or what you would call the watchtower. <laughs> Everything's going to, no, I got to move it in. And, and, you know, I've been looking at all kinds of different programs. I would like to start a peer to peer mesh network uh, sharing service. We have enough, we have the girth, right? We have enough people in the no agenda audience to do this. And this, uh, there's one thing that almost has it. It's called Tonito. Have you ever heard of that? No. Tonito. So it's basically, it's peer-to-peer, it's like a Dropbox, but you can share all kinds of stuff, and, and it's, it, the whole idea is perfect, except there's still a centralized cloud thing for tracking uh, where everybody lives or whatever. So we've got to find something that, uh, you know, that we can do, like a meshed peer-to-peer file-sharing thing that's private, where you can determine what you, you know, share within groups. There's a lot of great ideas out there, and I'm going to really start investigating. And I'm bringing my mail server in, everything in, everything away from the cloud. Screw them, cloud crappers. It's bad. It's right. You're so right, John. Yeah, you know what? That mouse thing you had a couple of years back, that wasn't too right, but this cloud thing, you're onto something. <laughs> <laughs> you're really onto something. Yeah, let's bring that Let up. Let me share an experience with you. No. What? <laughs> just, <laughs> Go did, ahead. You just say no. Wow. Um, so yesterday, Miss Mickey, uh, took me to LACMA. Are you familiar with LACMA? It sounds like a lake in Ireland. It, it sounds like a lactation device. But LACMA is actually Los Angeles County Modern Art. Oh. LACMA. Yeah. And, uh, so she's got, you know, Mickey with all these, like, artistic, ooh, as you go, And by the way, well, anyway, I don't want anyway, to. Anyway, no, don't, 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 look, you're in her good graces. Um, and the reason why, there was a film screening by uh, a young filmmaker. Actually, he's a, a, a photo artist, and I'll tell you about his work in a second. Name. What was his last name? Josh? Yeah, Sus- Sussenheim, something like that. Mickey's going to look it up. Um, and he made a... Uh, a Is movie. he your rival now? With Josh? <laughs> Go on. No, no, I'm sorry. No, no, no. Um, he made a film that was purchased and subsequently donated to LACMA. Oh, what? Azarella, jo- that wasn't even close to what I said, Josh Azarella. Uh, so his movie was purchased and subsequently donated to LACMA by David LaChapelle. Do you know who David LaChapelle is? Uh, he's a comic, a black comic. <laughs> no, that, that, that's Dave Chappelle. <laughs> why, why don't you Google David LaChapelle? You have seen his work many, many times. Uh, he uh, worked for Interview... Uh, back in the Warhol days, and he does incredible photography uh, that is, is world-renowned. I mean, you've seen all his Michael Jackson uh, pictures, which and a lot of them look really Photoshopped, but in fact, most of them aren't. He did the, uh, the, the, was it the, the scene of Courtney Love with Jesus draped over her knees, you know, like... Oh, wait, 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 let's go back on your comment. A lot of these look Photoshopped, but they're not... Correct, yeah. Yeah, oh, wait, wait, you're telling me that this picture of this woman with the painted flowers no, and... No, no, the, no, there's definitely... Okay, it does, it's irrelevant, but the the core of his stuff really uh, is real photographs. Yeah, there's a photo in there, and, there, and it's, okay, it's it, doctored. All right. They're doctored. It's called art. 
Okay, douchebag. It's called art. Yeah, That's whatever. why it's in the museum. But it's good stuff the That's guy why makes. It's in a museum. <laughs> I like his stuff. I'm not saying it's crap. All right. No, it's great some stuff. Some of it is crap, I'm saying, looking at some of it now. <sighs> but some of it's okay. Go on. Okay. Anyway. So um, so this this uh, Josh guy, he's done uh, a series, and he's in, you know, I don't go to museums. I'm like, huh, eh, whatever. So now I'm looking at, uh, so he's showing some of his work, and he has done pictures where he removes things that are a part of public consciousness. So he took the uh, Tiananmen Square, the uh, the photo of the kids standing in front of the, of the line of tanks, and he photoshops all the tanks out. So it's just the kids standing there. And your brain, of course, looks at the picture and goes, oh, wow, wait a minute, I, can, I, I remember exactly how this picture looked. Or the, uh, the napalm, Vietnam napalm picture with the kids running with their skin burned off, and he took all the kids out, and you just see kind of like the nonchalant soldiers mulling around. So really amazing an amazing idea actually okay can you get to the point so uh, what he did is he did the same thing with michael jackson's thriller video and he took out michael jackson in fact he took out almost everything and it's just basically the background and the whole point of the art is to show how iconic someone is and what happens when uh, when they're gone right okay so my point would be um, as we get around to uh, what is actually, we were talking about Michael Jackson last week, and this is kind of my setup into into some Michael Jackson stuff I wanted to talk about because I also found Randy Quaid's entire press conference uh, about the the Hollywood Whackers, which of course we laughed about, right? Uh, well, we 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 I don't think we laughed well, about not it. Laughed, but we, but we like okay, we were amused. We're amused. So, you know, if everywhere you look, you, can, you can't find the whole press release. It's basically you see him make... I don't, did you see this at all, the statement that he says? No. Uh, okay. No, you got, well, you, if you found the press, the press, the whole thing, it's a miracle. Okay, exactly. And there's a reason behind it, because there is actually something going on, and that relates to Michael Jackson. I just wanted to play this press conference because it's really interesting, the stuff that is not airing on television, okay? It, Wait it, a minute. Before you do that, I'm going to back you up a little bit. Okay. Uh, I've been noticing this more and more. As a matter of fact, when the in fact this I think is part of the whole journalistic uh, the corruption of journalism, where they tell you about something that they could just as easily link to. Yeah, exactly. But but they but it seems to me that the way it should be done is that yeah they can tell you and they can they can filter it and tell you what they think, but they should still have the link and they never do. So you have to go dig up the link. Mm-hmm. You, by hand, when mm-hmm. it could just as easily be in the article, and this has been going on for years, and it's, it's always ninety percent of the time there's something that's been left out. Yeah, maybe ninety nine percent of the time, and and this wasn't even official camera footage. This is uh, amateur footage, which of course makes it so interesting because this is the real deal, and it's unedited, and it's just Quaid with his lawyer, by the way. Um, and so the first like minute is what everyone maybe even saw on TMZ or Extra or what Entertainment Tonight. They probably didn't even show that much. I'd be way too long for them. But uh, listen to what he's saying, and then uh, I think we can get into an interesting topic, which will relate back to Michael Jackson. Uh, here we go. Here's my wife, Evie, and I have been the victims of criminal activities perpetrated by a small network of individuals who are out to destroy us personally, professionally, and financially. This network of individuals is manipulating the banking system and the criminal... That, that part was cut out. No one ever 
aired the manipulating the banking system. They cut that actual piece out. Went through the trouble of cutting the piece out where he says manipulating the banking system. Well, Just hold on a second. Yes. Uh, if you're going to be playing any of this, it seem, and you want to make the guy look like a lunatic, it seems to me that you'd leave that in. Well, I'm just saying that that I don't know why they took that out, but I have not heard that. That immediately got my attention. I'm like, oh, interesting. I hadn't heard that piece before. Yeah, well, play, play the rest. Play it. The banking system and the criminal justice system for the purposes of sabotaging our credit and our credibility. Up until a year ago, Evie and I had never had any run-in with the law whatsoever. We are not criminals, nor are we fugitives from justice, nor are we crazy. We are simply artists and filmmakers who are being racketeered on. We believe there are to be a malignant tumor of star whackers in Hollywood. How many people do you know personally? So this is kind of where most of the reports start out. How many people do you know personally? And he actually, he's, he's holding back tears when he mentions these names. Who have died suddenly and mysteriously in the past five years. I have personally known eight actors, all of whom... He's, he's almost crying. Which, of course, they shortened that bit up, too. Sure. All of whom I have worked with and was close to. Heath Ledger, Chris Penn, David Carradine among them. I believe these actors were whacked, and I believe that many others, such as Britney Spears, Lindsay Lohan, and Mel Gibson, are being played to get at their money. So that's where most reports ended. You know, and of course, unfortunate choice uh, by uh, Randy Quaid here to use whacked. It's like... uh, you know, assassinated, murdered, you know, that would have been better. I don't yeah, think. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Whack but, but was not. That's, poor, he's not, uh, right, he's not. He doesn't have a publicist yeah. helping him here. No, he, he has a lawyer. And, and of course, unf- I even see this in the chat room, you know, immediately he's associated with the crazy guy in Independence Day. You know, he can't get away from that. People are like, he's, he's a nutball from Independence Day. Okay. In the meantime, many a celebrity's image and marketability is being co-opted, co-opted and destroyed. Google helps out by keeping the negative stories near the top of a celebrity's web page because it's the negativity that brings in the advertising revenue. Yay. In my own case, my ex-attorney Lloyd Braun has joined this tribe of bottom feeders by... Now, does Lloyd Braun ring a bell with you? No. Why? Okay, Lloyd Braun, uh, first of all, he was always the evil guy who was out to get George Costanza. On, yeah, well, no, uh, <laughs> I know that, that Lloyd Brown. Well, there's yeah. a reason for that. Uh, this guy was uh, an agent. Uh, he was an agent, uh, the Quaid's agent, actually, and later manager. A lot of these agents transition to managers, and they have a lot. They, they basically, it's a whole. There's no real rules for being a manager. So the Seinfeld show was referencing. This oh yeah. Guy? Oh yeah. Oh totally. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 absolutely. Uh, so this guy, uh, he's actually a lawyer, of course, uh, and he's. Uh, He's now started a, um, an entertainment firm, very, very successful entertainment firm, who got like $100 million from... Uh, Berman Brown. Berman Brown is the, name of, is the name of their firm. But he got $100 million from Starcom Media Vest. You know, it's like, and these, these are the magic guys that make Hollywood happen. So anyway, so, uh, and I do have you know, uh, the Quades sued this guy uh, in April of this year, and I actually have the whole uh, the, the filing. There's a lot going on there. Creating his own celebrity gossip website. What is wrong with that picture? 
When your own attorney starts defaming you, who do you turn to to defend you? Lloyd Braun also claims to have come up with the idea of the Sopranos, so he's obviously familiar with the ways and means of organized crime. <laughs> Unfortunately, my brother Dennis has made matters worse by buying a house from Mr. Braun on property Braun originally bought with money he embezzled from me. I recently discovered, much to my surprise, that Dennis is also on the deed to my Santa Barbara property. This is also the work of Mr. Braun further confounding the, the validity of the transfer of my fully furnished property in 1992 to Mr. Bruce Berman. I have earned approximately $40 million throughout my career. I have profit participation in some of my films. I am being embezzled from by this monstrous ring of accountants, estate planners, and lawyers who are mercilessly slandering me and trying to kill my career and I believe murder me in order to gain control of my royalties. Okay, so now let me bring this around to Michael Jackson. This is getting pretty good. No, it is really interesting. So, um, so this should be okay. Go so, ahead. Well, so after this movie aired at LACMA, then uh, uh, David LaChapelle, who has uh, worked with Michael Jackson quite extensively, says, "You know what this film did for me?" He said, "Is it really made me." Uh, look into myself, although, of course, I'm sure he didn't really participate. So there were very few people who did not jump on the wacko jacko, uh, pedophile, uh, broke memes of Michael Jackson, which was, of course, all perpetrated to destroy Michael Jackson to, um, at the end of the day, no matter how he died, you know, it was, whether directly or indirectly, it was murder. And I've asserted this from the beginning. And I dug up, uh, this has been around the internet for a long time. And curiously, your clip is missing. Oh, curiously, yes. Well, and, and you know what? Coincidence? Who the f-, f knows? But in 2002, Michael, a very coherent Michael Jackson, was in London for a small, a gathering of a small group of people. And he was actually there holding up a sign called Sony Kills, that said Sony Kills Music. Now, I've edited this down to take out a lot of the whooping and, and yelling and uh, adorational just take up takes up too much time but i want you to listen to what he says about sony music his ownership and tommy matola and uh, then we can uh, open up the floor to discussion sony be, being um you know being the artist that i am um at sony i i've generated several billion dollars for sony several billion and um they, they really thought that my mind is always on music and dancing, and, and, I, and it usually is, but they never thought that this performer, myself, would outthink them. Yeah! We can't let them get away with, the, with what they're trying to do, because now I'm a free agent. Yeah. I'm, I'm, Um, I just owe Sony one more album. It's just a box set, really. And some um, with two new songs, which I've written ages ago. So, so he's sticking it to him, right? He's saying, look, I'm a free agent. I'm going to give him a damn box set. I'm going to just throw a couple of shit songs on there that I got laying around. Yeah, and of course, but, and he's making the mistake of publicly humiliating them. But that's oh, another well, th- this is just the beginning. <laughs> Because every album that I record, I write, like, literally, I'm telling you the truth, I write, I write at least um, 
120 songs every album I do. So I can do the box set and just give them any two songs. So, so I'm leaving Sony a free agent. Um, yeah, stand by. Sorry, I thought I cut most of that out. Owning half of Sony. There you go. Owning half of Sony. Owning half of Sony. (laughs) So, I own half of Sony's publishing in, and I'm leaving them, and they're very angry at me because of it, but um, I just... I just did good business, you know. <laughs> Tell them! The way they get revenge is to try and destroy my album. I love Unbreakable. You know. Now listen to the Matola stuff. Tommy Matola is a devil. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, he goes on and on. And uh, about how Mariah Carey, after she divorced Tommy Mottola, you know, how she was, you know, he tried to destroy her. And uh, so essentially the guy owned half of Sony's publishing, which we talked about on the show. And this is why he got killed. Killed, I tell you. And then Tommy Mottola goes on the, uh, the Today Show with Mutt Lauer and, uh, and he asserts that Sony owns all that shit. And the now unreleased recordings of Michael Jackson. The King of Pop is said to have left behind a mountain of material. Music executive Tommy Mottola, who worked closely with Jackson at Sony Records for 15 years, considers himself the gatekeeper of Jackson's catalog. Tommy, good morning. Yeah, yeah, good. I'm, I don't even have to play the rest. The gatekeeper of Jackson's catalog. So um, I guess to wind this all up, yes, indeed, if you think about all the great performers, they all kind of die penniless and very unhappy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And and well, the music business is notorious for that. They all complain. Everybody bitches about it. But it's the and same course, with the movie Congress business. Is on their side because they send the hookers over there. Yep. Yeah. But it's the same with the movie. It's all. It's wherever you are uh, in a creative position with mainstream media, where you have to cooperate with the man. You they they wind up breaking you and taking your money. And I think Randy Quaid has a really good point here, and we should keep our eyes open on this. Yeah, especially if he ends up dead shortly, because we're the only ones who ever played that entire clip. Well, we've got uh, Lindsay Lohan. Uh, They've probably pretty much taken her money by now. But uh, there's a couple more like that. And uh, and I do think it's a cabal. And people who step outside the box, like uh, Peter Lopez, who was um, Michael Jackson's entertainment lawyer, who put all these deals together, he uh, committed suicide. Remember that? Yeah. He just, oh, I just think I'll go shoot myself. A very successful entertainment lawyer. Oh, he was so unhappy. He was married to Catherine Bach, Daisy Duke from Dukes of Hazard. How can you be unhappy? Nothing to be unhappy about. But, of course, he knew where all the skeletons were buried. Anyway, if you want to follow up on more of this and Lloyd Sounds Brown. Sounds like intrigue. Yes, Lloyd Brown. And there's a, an interview with him, uh, Kara Swisher, interviewing him at All Things D. It's about 40 minutes. You should look at this asshole. And uh, enjoy that. It's under Hollywood Whackers now, a new uh, segment in the show notes. So anyway, so I, I, there's, there's something very, very 
scary going on. And let's not forget that the way this is tightly controlled, a lot of the music, of course, has interesting messages that are being sent out to the youth of the world. And Jay-Z is probably under complete control of the uh, Illuminati. Jay-Z is under control, oh, yeah. under their control? Under their control, yeah, totally, hmm. yeah. wonder where Taylor Swift fits into the scheme of things. Please, please, total puppet. Yeah, but she's got her dad there that's controlling a lot of stuff. I yeah. think she's going to end up okay, which means she'll retire early. <laughs> yeah, early. And shut right. up. Right, and be very quiet. Have some kids. <laughs> anyway. So I, th- I, thought, I thought we'd start off on a light note today. That was good. Oh, thank you. I'm glad you liked I it. Thought be, I thought the, I, to, to, to deconstruct it, I thought your opening about this other guy had nothing to do with the story. So I, that's why I interrupted you and told you to move along. But it does, right? It's uh, it's No. Very... <laughs> it's not really. It's pretty interesting to see this movie, though, when you watch Thriller uh, in its entirety without Michael Jackson or any dancing or any zombies in it. It's just like, wow. You know, it's, well, it's, it's, very, it's very boring after like three minutes. Like, uh, okay. That... Uh... <laughs> Of course, that the word that where they were it actually where that trick was used initially on an entire movie was the uh, the kid who who took the Star Wars movie with Jar Jar Binks and took Jar Jar Binks out of the entire movie, huh. and it turned out to be a better film. And then George Lucas apparently sued to get of this removed, of course, because it was like humiliating that he, because Lucas only had this idiot Jar Jar Binks in the movie so he could show off his, you know, some technology he liked. <laughs> anyway, and anyway, um, all right. So uh, anyway, I got I got no, tons. Of, yeah. So do we want to talk about the... Uh... Well, but it says we were on the little semi... This was semi-real news, but let's get the real news thing out of the way because I do have, the, I do have a, 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 a teaser from Extra, a one minute and 15 seconds, everything you'd ever want to know about what's going on. It turns out there's not that much interesting and they have to even bring in Allie Kirsty back into the picture. New pics from Charlie's Wild Night in New York. Did he really strip naked in the restaurant? We're with Charlie today as secrets emerge about Capri Anderson's double life. We uncover her lost video for Girls Gone Wild. I don't cheat on my boyfriend. Portia de Rossi on starving herself down to 82 pounds. 300 calories a day. Yeah. Her first ever interview about battling anorexia and how Ellen saved her. It's heartbreaking. Then, our new one-on-one with Kirsty, the lifelong secret she's never told. Till now, so I feel a little embarrassed. <laughs> Today's extra juicy rumors, Glee's Matthew Morrison spills about his night out with Cameron Diaz. Plus, Mary J. Blige. <laughs> a total mob scene at the Grove for my special co-host, Mary J. What's the funniest thing you've ever heard about yourself? Woo! Are y'all ready for this one? And now, back to real news. Great. We're up to speed. Yeah, we caught up. Yeah, all great. All crap. (laughs) Unbelievable. (laughs) Who cares? Yeah, but luckily, John, luckily, uh, we now know that you should not be ordering your printer toner cartridges from Yemen. (laughs) This is a very bad manufacturer of... uh, of printer toner cartridges. If I had, if if we sat down and we said to each other, "Hey, let's write a script," <laughs> it, 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 we couldn't have done it any better than this. 
right down to the president coming out and saying, apparent explosives, apparent, apparent, apparent. Anyone look well, up the actually, word apparent? I'm, I'm not sure that he even said apparent. Yes, but, he did. I he mean, said apparent. Yeah, I, I, I well, there's a bunch of clips it. of him. I don't know how he got involved in this, and he came out. It looked like an idiot. Uh, the, I have a couple of clips. You don't have to play them if you don't want to. Yeah, but I yeah, have the complete is... news story done by KTVU locally, which was a package. It was long. It was almost about a minute and a half. And it had so much misinformation in it. It's unbelievable. Uh-huh. And then the only place that I actually got fairly decent information is another clip I have here from the Larry King show, where some woman in Dubai makes it very clear that these items never got past the Dubai authorities and never gotten into the, into the United States. There was no reason for them to scramble jets for the Emirates Airlines. And why do they scramble jets anyway? They say, hey, can you uh, land here like you're going to normally land? Sure. Sure, we will. Well, hold on a second. We got a couple of F-16s to make sure you don't hey, little do to anything the right. weird. A little to the right. A little to the right. Yeah, you're, on, you're right on the glide path now. Perfect. Why are we wasting the taxpayers' money with this crap? So I, I think we should mention that uh, that CNN article we were just talking about, which came out really quickly. And so there's all kinds of little clues about how this was a huge false flag event. Uh, so the first one was uh, the CNN. Uh, actually, I, I saved the. Yeah, okay, one I saved of our the producers page. sent a PDF of the original right. story. So the original story, which came out uh, at 11.45 a.m. So this was breaking news. Right. Some some airports were on high alert Friday after investigators found a suspicious package aboard a plane flying from Yemen to Chicago when it stopped in London on Thursday night. And the title of that article is bomb on plane in UK raises concern in US. And then curiously, that story has now been changed to the headline. Explosives found in suspicious packages packed powerful punch. By the way, nice alliteration there. And what explosives? There were none. Well, no, it's apparent explosives, according to our president. Apparent, apparent, oh, apparent, apparent explosives. Apparent explosives, yes. Apparent explosives. I, and, I, and there's a um, Saba.net, is the Yemen news agency, uh, who are very, uh, a little perturbed about all this. Uh, they say, you know, by the way, UPS does not fly in or out of Yemen. There is no UPS service to Yemen. So that's bull crap. If you want to send something to Yemen, I guess it goes to Saudi Arabia and they truck it. But uh, there is absolutely no uh, UPS service. And then you see, immediately, we've got uh, close-up pictures of printer toner packages with, uh, with white powder. We've got circuit boards. Which, uh, of course, so here was the plan. And by the way, they went on. I think one of the comments made on one of these uh, one of these shows was the the expert in electronics. And you look at this circuit board and it's like somebody clipped it from somewhere and (laughs) out of a transistor radio. But they're they're saying, yeah, um, it had a trigger so they could uh, uh, detonate it through a cell phone. I'm like, yeah, okay, you know, again, where was that? Oh, this this was all over the place. Like, no, no, I'm saying, where was the trigger? They showed this stupid circuit board. Well, it's, it, well it's, it's, it's right here. In this, it's, the circuit board bears similarities to a cell phone, according to an engineer for a wireless phone parts manufacturer. It doesn't <laughs> look like a cell phone. It looks like a piece of a transistor radio. Looks like shit. Yeah. But, of course, when you're at 40,000 feet, yeah, cell phone technology works so well. 
It's so easy to trigger something that responds to cell phone technology. You could from inside the place. No. No, you need a, you need connection to a cell tower. What are you talking about? You could you could set it up. You could set up so your radio on your cell phone could talk to a radio. Just generally, you, it could be done, yeah. and you'd blow yourself up, which I don't yeah. think is the idea. No, no. I mean, why don't you just you know just? But you don't blow need a cell up. phone for that. You could have just yeah. a little transceiver, a little yeah. remote control exactly. car. Yeah, yeah, exactly. How come that hasn't been used yet? Yeah, they should they should ban those from being taken on board. Remote control cars. Can't do that. Now, okay, a couple other important things. This happens on the very day, the very day, the 29th of October, that the Transportation Security Administration... That's not a bad, bad Seinfeld, by the way. Thank you. The very day. I'm telling you, John, the very same day. October 29th, 2010, that the Transportation Security Administration uh, announces enhanced pat-down procedures. And uh, so, if, you know, if you want to make sure that we just slip that in without too much resistance from the slaves who are opting out left and right, then nothing better than a little bit of a terror alert. Opt out, opt out. So I look at the uh, TSA website, and uh, of course you'd expect them to explain what's going on. And uh, the day before, October 28th, TSA is in the process of implementing new pat-down procedures at checkpoints nationwide. It's one of our many layers of security to keep the traveling public safe. Pat-downs are one important tool to help TSA detect hidden and dangerous items such as explosives. Passengers should continue to expect an unpredictable mix of security layers that include explosive trace detection, advanced imaging technology, canine teams, among others. Like, So, uh, of course, everyone uh, emailed us the story of this guy who opted out and got the enhanced pat-down technique. And... Uh, and so hopefully I'm going to get the manual so we can read it verbatim and post it everywhere. The idea is uh, they will now be feeling in your, as the TSA agent said, crotchal area, which just cracks me up, your crotchal area. Yeah. That's not, that's not correct English, is it? Crotchal? Of course not. No. Your crotchal area, and they will move their hands up in your crotchal area until they meet resistance. Do you have to cough? <laughs> I think the guy actually said, should I cough now? Uh, so I'm, I'm canceling my flight to the East coast for Thanksgiving. I'm not flying anymore. I'm, you know, they, they've beat me into submission, put me on the train because that's what it's all. It's all, it all fits so nicely together. And then we hear, yes, Yemen, of course, is it's turning into a failed state, <laughs> the failed state that produces 300,000 barrels of oil a day. Oh, no, you're yes. kidding me. Yeah, yes. Uh, I looked at the fact book, and uh, 86% of the GDP of Yemen is from oil. <laughs> oh, it must be a failed state. Yeah, 14 million people live there in this failed state. And, of course, uh, very conveniently located strategically there at the port of Yemen, as well as for the horizontal drilling into Saudi Arabia. Which uh, and, and they're next. Saudi Arabia, you're next. Congratulations! Yeah, they no, they're, haven't been helping us they're, at all. They're totally next. And uh, and by the way, it's also a convenient little thing to know that a Chinese warship just left the port of Yemen. So there's something going on there as well. Yeah, they're trying to get the oil too. Hell yeah! A Chinese well, warship. Different than we in, do it. Yeah, they just <laughs> they have a different technique. They dock like, hey, here we are. <laughs> Give us all your oil, bitches. We're from China, and we got to see this warship. See this thing on top? That cannon? Give me your oil. I'd like to listen to your terrorism package from KTVU.
Well, yeah, listen to that. This is the background, and you can interrupt it with all the bull crap. Every time bull crap comes out of here, here's the, let me set it up. First, they have the reporter who happens, he goes, they send Tom Vagar, who's the business reporter, who knows nothing about this stuff. Uh-huh. They send him to the Oakland airport where he stands in front of the, the kind of the UPS area uh-huh. as if they have anything, you know, so Oakland. There could be bombs here. Why would they send him anywhere? But they send him to Oakland so because because these news guys have to send someone somewhere so he's got you you do green screen like john stewart yeah does. Be much just better good. just green screen. so he goes and he gives his report and he's all summarized in a lot of vagaries a couple of you know uh there may be a uh a clip or two from obama i'm not sure but but then he goes into the best part which is getting to be a, a plague in especially with local news he does the report about one minute into it he hits the man on the street, but he doesn't hit one. He hits four of them. Oh, and of course, and at random, random, out and out idiots. Yeah, random, he, random idiots. It's not like he might have spoken to more people, but these are the four that showed up in the report, edited in. Right. So let's listen, listen. This is KTVU Channel Two News at five. Why they do apparently contain explosive material? There it is. Apparently, apparently, look up the word apparent. The way he says it, though, it sounds as if it's a sure thing. The way he he puts it, I, I'm glad you mentioned apparently because I didn't pick up on it at first. But he says it was such a self assuredness that it did have. Obviously, it was obvious. Well, that's but then he was apparent means obvious. Apparent means it looks like it, but it doesn't yeah. mean that it really is. It, that's it. Because words do matter. They do apparently contain explosive material. The president this afternoon addresses the nation in an attempt to calm fears of terrorism brought on by discovery aboard U.S.-bound flights. The president confirmed international authorities had intercepted two dangerous packages, one on FedEx, another on UPS. Stop, the Arab- stop. Okay, first of all, right away she says international authorities. In other words, we didn't do it. No. It never got into American airspace. No. If it was anything, and it, we know it's not. And who it's are said crap. international authorities? Who is We that? don't know, but apparently what it meant was that, like in Dubai, for example, in another report, this woman reporting from Dubai says, hey, we saw these weird packages and we just kept them here. Yeah, they never got on the air. It never got on the Emirates flight. <laughs> and so they are the international authorities. In other words, what's in a you know, cop? from some other country would be an international authority. But the way they slip that in is like you don't quite know that it never, this, these things are, this is bull crap. The whole story is, is bogus. It's a, it's, a, it's a charade. But anyway, continue. blah 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 In Peninsula to Jewish synagogues in Chicago. I, this is another one that really got me. Jewish synagogues. Um, let me think. What kind of other synagogues? Do we have Christian synagogues? Do we have Methodist synagogues? Is there any other kind of synagogue you can think of, uh, John? Now that you mention it, no. This is another a good example. And I of, heard uh, this everywhere. This was in the script. I heard this. It wasn't like, just, yeah, well, obviously Jewish, it was in the script. Jewish. Right? It's Jewish. Attack against Jewish, the Jews. Jewish, Jewish synagogues. Jews are, they're Jewish causing synagogues. trouble in some way, shape, or form, whatever they do. Yeah, Jewish synagogues. It's Jewish, just so you know, this must be an attack from the Arabs on the Jews. Yes, sent from the Arabian Peninsula to Jewish synagogues in Chicago. KTV's Tom Baker has more now from the Bay Area's major... So, um, why do... Um, Jewish synagogues order their uh, printer toner cartridges from uh, Arabs. Because <laughs> they're cheaper. <laughs> from Yemen. 
<laughs> Oi, Moshe. Hey, the printer hey. toner is out again. They got such a deal. <laughs> I got a deal for you from Yemen. It's amazing, John. Hoi. <laughs> Baker has more now from the Bay Area's major air cargo facilities at Oakland Airport. Tom? That's, in fact, the case. Really, when you take a look at here and everywhere else, at every major airport around the world, it's all about a deadly game of cat and mouse. Between Ooh, a deadly game about cat and mouse, everybody. It's a deadly game of cat deadly and mouse, Deadly game yeah. of cat and mouse, oh, yeah. <clears throat> Bullshit. Terrorists and those appointed to defend against their anything goes tactics. Ooh, anything, anything goes. <laughs> anything goes. I mean, we're so evil that if we have to, we're going to put this PET and explosive in your printer cartridges because it's cat and mouse game. Anything goes. We're desperate now. Initial examination of those packages has determined that they do apparently contain. There ex- it is again. Yep. There it is. They do apparently contain. They do apparently contain. It's, 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 and doublespeak is what it is. Explosive yeah, material. Totally. The two packages, which originated in Sana, Yemen, were intercepted in Dubai and England, but not before they got well into the stream of commerce. That prompted federal officials to step up security in the U.S. I, I like the, uh, the stream of commerce. Uh, that's another little uh, hint there. Yeah, that's a new meme. That's yeah. a meme. The stream of commerce. It's like uh, this is something that has to do with international commerce. So I think we need some regulations on printer toner cartridges or something like that. Those measures led to additional screening of some planes in Newark and Philadelphia. And Newark? an Emirates Air... Ju- what? Newark? Newark. 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 It's, which is Freedom International Airport, President. It's not Newark. It's Freedom International. Please. Jetliner carrying cargo from Yemen was escorted into New York's JFK airport by American fighter jets. The cargo port here at Oakland Airport showed no overt signs of increased activity. The Steel Foundation, a San Francisco-based security, intelligence, and risk management firm, says this type of threat is nothing new. Consultants. So here's where we bring in the consultants. Yeah, he's the only guy who has anything to say that might be from an expert. But the guy's got a 1957 haircut. <laughs> that I swear to God. And you look at it, you go, what? what does this guy, like, looked at a magazine since the <laughs> mid-50s? Or a mirror, for that reason. So this is like, uh, so this is the guy that the, the, the Pentagon pushes forward, I guess. Hey, it's, uh, it was the douchebag with a rug. Yeah, it's his turn. Put him on. The reality of it is, is that this type of, of uh, testing, if you would, is going on all the time. So there's incidents uh, that are occurring regularly that we, the public, just simply don't hear about. Local reaction was mixed. And why don't we have the intelligence that nips that in the bud before the package is already placed, you know, in the air and it's already made its way to the European continent? Mm-hmm. We have to act. You know. People just don't talk like that in real life. They don't talk this about the, the European continent. This is the, these are the four people on the street. Yeah, of you course. should start her of over. Course. Well, She's a complete stooge, stooge. an idiot. Yeah, stooge. And the next two, three are just as bad. It's like, who are these people and why do we care what they think? They're actors, John. This total actor. The European continent. You could go to Oakland and say, um, hey, where's England? Uh, Is that south of Emeryville? If anyone says European continent, I'll blow you because they'll never do it. He made its way to the European continent. Mm -hmm. We have to act sooner. People are human and they make mistakes. Nobody can tell where everything is at all times. Mm -hmm. It's disturbing. 
It's really disturbing. Why? Why? Um, oh, I, this is, you're so emotional. Why? Why is it so disturbing to you, ma'am? Fear. Safety. Well, if they have... Wow. Fear. Safety. Fear. Fear. Safety. Safety. Fear. What does that mean? Safety. Why is, why, why is it so... Fear. Safety. Because it's NLP, dude. It's like fear, safety. <laughs> and I, at the, in the middle of the night, I wake up, I go, fear, safety, fear, safety. <laughs> Three more days till Halloween, Halloween, Halloween. Three more days till Halloween, silver shamrock. Safety. Well, if they have any type of hint or clue that some type of activity like that is going on, it makes me... Some type of activity like that is going on. I'm sorry, I shouldn't be talking like a CIA agent, but, you know, we're going to do. feel more safe that they are doing something like that to intercept it. The counterterrorism professionals are taking this threat very seriously and are taking all necessary and prudent steps to ensure our security. The Department of Homeland Security will enhance screening of cargo and passenger jets, most of which do carry cargo. That could make holiday travel a little bit more cumbersome than it already is. Reporting live from Oakland Airport's cargo area, I'm consumer editor Tom Vakar, KTVU Channel 2 News. Awesome, dude. Come on back home. That was great. Good job. Good job. Hey, and could you could you give the actors a ride because uh, we couldn't get, we, ride we didn't have enough per diem to to, to pay a, a ride the for Oakland cargo area <laughs> <laughs> where these people just happen to be walking around. Hey, you know what are you doing? Really out? Here's a question: Why are you walking in front of the Oakland cargo area? <laughs> they were downtown. He actually took a took oh, a crew okay. downtown. Oh, okay. Well, all right. Well, that's great. Now this Larry King thing. Do you want to listen to that? Yeah. Well, the Larry King thing's more is more uh, obviously uh, d- done by the government. Uh, first, they have this woman from Dubai reporting that the whole thing is bullcrap. And then they bring on some woman who's, I've seen her before. She's the CNN foreign terrorism correspondent. She's, she's has this, she looks like Valerie Plame, kind of a. She's the one, isn't she the one that we played the clip from on the last show where she was talking about Osama being in Pakistan? I don't know. I don't know if it was the same woman. It might be. But she, but she's on a lot, and she looks like she's a plant. And then they go to the classic guy, the next guy who talks right after her, who is former CIA analyst, <laughs> which you have to have one of them on all the time because there's so many of them. I guess it's like part time work for them to come on these shows. Well, yeah, that's the whole that's the whole deal. Hey, yeah, man. and so they right, it's part of their deal. And they shut up, and I'll get you a gig on CNN. All right. So they have the and and they 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 drop the ball on the entire real story, and they just have all this other crazy stuff they say that just makes you shake your head and go, "My God, this is like ridiculous." Anyway, yeah, play it. A flight EK201, which was escorted by the fighters, uh, U.S. fighters in the U.S. The reason why they do that, John, is for show. Okay, that's just the icing on the cake. That's that's why they send the jets up. Hey, let's make this look real, people. Come on, people. Come on. How, how many times do I have to teach how to do this? Send some damn jets up there. <sighs> Afterburners. However, a suspicious uh, shipment or package uh, originating from Yemen was discovered in Dubai earlier uh, tonight. Uh, and uh, it was found at a FedEx cargo aircraft. The FAA aviation officials uh, said that uh, this suspicious package has been sent to the lab to discover what's in this package. However, this happened 
many hours ago, but so far there's not one statement that says what they found in this uh, package. Uh, as we know, it's Friday, uh, the beginning of the weekend. Now it's the morning of Saturday. All right, cut the camera back to Larry. She's going off script, everybody. She's <laughs> what is she saying? What is she doing? Are you crazy? <laughs> get, 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 rid her of her. Off. get her off. It's like 5 a.m. in the morning, uh, nearly uh, 5.30. And uh, there were no officials that gave statements. Uh, usually in such Larry, uh, circumstances... Interrupt her. Interrupt her, uh, Larry. Marathi officials Larry, don't wake give up. statements to any media outlet. They would stick to the official news agency. And this is how <laughs> wow. we were able to know about all of this. On the other Larry, hand, Emirates Airlines said uh, we spoke to an official who... Oh, my God. Actually, she goes on and on. She says Amherst didn't know anything. There was no. The package wasn't on the plane. The fighter jets didn't need to be scrambled. Obviously, then, she didn't say why that. Why doesn't Why isn't King interjecting? Why is he, he does? He finally snaps out of it and puts on uh, the. <laughs> He's the asleep. Stooges. He's asleep. I swear to God, they go, Larry, 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 interrupt her, Larry, please. Wanted to remain anonymous. <laughs> he said that all cargo bound to the U.S. on Emirates flights is rescreened in Dubai in accordance with U.S. Procedures, Larry. All right. Uh, what? Thank you, what? thank you, Rima. Excellent reporter. Excellent report, Rima. <laughs> Top of the scene in Dubai. Well, instead of him saying, "So wait a minute," I was just listening to you. Oh no, wait a minute. He wasn't. He was asleep. Now let's go to our panel. Remain with us the rest of the way, Fran. What do you? What's your read on all of this? Uh, well, Larry, you know, look, I, I think what Tom Ridge is saying look, is right. This is look, Larry. Look, look I'm a hot look, Larry, CIA look, chick. Look look, 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 Larry. Look, I'm a hot look. CIA chick. So shut up, Larry. Let me talk to you. It's a good news story in terms of getting information from our Saudi allies and actioning it very quickly. Clearly, the intelligence was good enough to give us the tracking actioning numbers it. to find these packages. The toy. She wait. says actioning it, and she's called them Saudis. The, du- the Dubai people are... Wait a minute. She says a couple Saudi of great way. things. She says Saudis, and does she say tracking numbers? It's like, yeah, tracking yeah. numbers. How do you get the tracking numbers? <laughs> Give me, I can track this. I can track bombs on the web. All I have to do is get the tracking number. Go to FedEx.com. She actually blows the whole thing up yeah, because she it, says all this stupid shit. It's unbelievable. Actioning it very quickly. Clearly, the intelligence was good enough to give us the tracking numbers to find <laughs> these packages. What we haven't mentioned, though. You know, it was so incredibly great that we got the tracking numbers. Well, yeah, it's on the bill. It's on the, <laughs> on the statement, you dudes. Well, and I think it's worth pointing to is for the billions of dollars we've spent in security measures post 9-11 our screening procedures we still had to rely on our foreign allies why oh i I think we need to enhance this a bit i think we need some more enhanced screening procedures because it's just not more money it's not good enough it's not good enough is it that we weren't able to see the vulnerability and prevent this from getting into the cargo system where it could have posed a threat to the united states and i suspect that that will be a subject of congressional hearings and oversight after this is over Oh yeah, that's more. That's the more money thing. The congressional oversight and congressional hearings. That's like, yeah. Uh, if only we had more money. If we just had a little more money, then you could have more people groping my balls. Uh, uh, Larry, Fran said we. Uh, the, the we is she talking about UPS or FedEx or what? The U.S. government, uh, Larry. Tell yeah, me. the government will fix it all. Two years ago, in December of 1988, Pan Am 103 was blown up with a bomb. They got into checked luggage. We knew even before that that there was okay this is the cia guy right yep yep so uh just so he's messaging uh, by coin yes messaging big time and by coincidence i will say uh, and i have a link in the show notes noagendashow.com um did you ever hear about these suitcases of money and heroin that were found at lockerbie 
No. No. Well, of course it, not. Why would I? Yeah, but uh, yeah. So of course uh, they uh, found uh, two suitcases with heroin and suitcases with large amounts of money that came out of Pan Am 103. Yeah, but let's not. Let's just overlook that for a second. But this guy knows about it. He's in on it because it was CIA money, uh, drugs for money. That kind of vulnerability. So how long did it take us to get to a point where we required? Checked luggage to be interrogated to see if it had a bomb on board. Uh, hey, check luggage. Let me ask you a question. <laughs> I know I got that too. <laughs> check what? luggage. You where what? you been? Did you pack yourself? Check luggage. <laughs> I can't talk. I'm luggage. <laughs> it was after 9/11, so it went over 14 years. <laughs> We've also known that cargo has been a vulnerability for more than 22 years. Laurie, we were able to put a man on the moon. After John F. Kennedy announced it in 1961, we got it done in eight years. And we killed that fucker, too. Do you see how we blew his head off? That was cool, wasn't it, Larry? Here we are 22 years later, and we still do not have a system. 96% of the cargo that comes from overseas, it's not screened. It's not checked. It was only in August of this last year that the Congressional GAO office identified that we finally have 100% screening on domestic cargo. And even then, when you get in, when you penetrate that, it's not not using 100% of the most effective technology. Wait a minute. We need some of those x-ray vans. We need to order a couple of those. Because, yeah, you know, you that's 100% effective. We use it on the slaves on the street. How come we they, can't interrogate the luggage with it? Now, I just want to follow this up with that. You can stop that. It's, yeah. It goes on yeah. and on. This yeah, guy just right. messaging. So I, I, I was, I'm starting to watch a couple of interesting channels more than usual. Uh, and the one I'm wa- I seem to be watching the most because it's got some really good histories, including and I recommend anyone listening to the show right now, if they have a chance over the next week or so to watch the military channel, if oh, you yeah. have it on your yeah, cable. That's great. The military channel has a, uh, a special called Paris uh, 1919 about the Paris Peace Conference, uh, two parters, two hours. It's absolutely astonishing. Everything wrong with the world today is summarized in this show and where it began, which was the first global governance meeting, which was the, the Paris Peace Conference, which is, which is just, it's a, it's a jaw dropper. It's a beauty. And especially, you know, everyone thinks that Woodrow Wilson's an asshole. This kind of confirms it on a lot of levels. But there's also information about how they divided up the world. And everything really came out of this peace conference after World War I that wrecked everything. Now, that said, I got the sneaking suspicion that, you know, we talk about on the show, at, which Adam developed, which is the battle between the White House and the CIA. And I'm wondering whether this battle is actually extended to the Pentagon and having the Pentagon and the CIA uh, having a little little battle going on, which probably began with Rumsfeld back in the, you know, back w- during the Bush administration, because there is a uh, a teaser for a show that just seems to be giving it to the, uh, giving it to the CIA with, uh, I would, would call it uh, uh, the needle, giving them the needle. The CIA is targeted. It doesn't say anything about the CIA, but, but play the military channel clip, which came out in the second batch. Tuesday. Almost a decade after the deadliest attack in U.S. history, the world's most wanted man is still out there. Follow the manhunt. Well, to answer the question, why is Bin Laden alive? More secret services looking for this one man than ever looked before. Why is Bin Laden alive? We had easy opportunities to kill Osama Bin Laden. Why is Bin Laden alive? He's still trying to attack the United States. Why is Bin Laden alive? Network premiere Tuesday at 10 on the Military Channel. Why is Bin Laden alive? 
because the CIA is keeping him alive. At least the ghost of Bin Laden is alive. Why is he alive? Wow. <laughs> you know, uh, I, you know, I just said wow. You no, know, Yemen uh, says that uh, Alari, Akalaka Lakalari, the number two guy, yeah. that he's in Yemen and they're not going to extradite him. I thought he was in Pakistan. And now he apparently that, no. This, this guy was. I think. I think we're, they keep mixing up these names to confuse us. <laughs> you really I think, think? <laughs> this was the guy who's always in Yemen. Wow. There's another show, uh, John, that just came out that I thought would be interesting uh, to have a look at in the new uh, fall season. He's a conspiracy theorist with a bad attitude. He's a cranky geek with a wild obsession. Can crackpot and buzzkill make it through the morning and get foundation without driving each other crazy? <laughs> it's the new odd couple. Okay, you don't like it. Hello? Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> the, the Skype went out. Oh, okay. Did you hear the odd couple? Yeah, that's right. cute. Okay. Uh... uh I think it needs to be up modulated up or something. Did, did anyway, you pay, did you pay attention to the? Um, you were watching the World Series, right? No, I was. I only I listened to it. I do other work. Where I can't watch the World Series because baseball at this level makes me nervous. So um, there's always a guest who sings the national anthem. Yeah, and uh, let's just uh, hear the introduction to this guest. Performing God bless America. Representing the U.S. Army Civil Affairs and Psychological Operations Command, Combat Veteran Specialist Kristen Day. Psychological Operations Command. What? <laughs> That's PSYOPs. Yeah. That's the PSYOPs people. So they're getting rewarded now for <laughs> waging Sing. psychological warfare on us by singing the national anthem. Well, that wasn't the national anthem. That's the America the, the, the Beautiful. They, that now these, these, these events, these sporting events, which have become somehow uh, associated with the military, so you have to play the national anthem. Now they, they do the national anthem and God Bless America. I, pretty soon it's just going to be a concert of, uh, of uh, themes. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, we're way past uh, our time, which, of course, can only mean one thing. Our donations are going to suck because uh, we missed our our halfway mark. Yeah, Dvorak.org slash NA to catch it at the very end. Yeah, there. We have some people we want to thank this week for uh, donating to the show, and we're going to go through them as, as fast as we can. I think we put our work into the show uh, this week. Yeah, we got a lot of, I, I got like a million clips. We're never going to get to half of them. Chris Engler, let's start with him. He's from Milton, Ontario. He's a many-time giver. $150 uh, in the morning, John and Adam. This donation is 100% of the profits from the sale of the first batch of dice. Yeah, noagendadice.com. And they look beautiful. Uh, Robert uh, Gold, and yeah, noagendadice.com. Robert Gold, Toronto, Ontario, Canada, 66.66. Uh, double sixes on the sixes. Donations for an extra karma boost for my daughter, Dara. Oh, hold on a second. Seeks. Let's give her that for a second. You've got karma. Extra She's karma. Seeking employment as a concept art- artist with a video game company. Gaming companies. Check out her art at daragold.ca. And give her a job. Yeah. Damn it. That's the daragold.ca. Jobs. Jobs. D-A-R-A. Jobs. Jobs. Hans Hafner from Berlin, Deutschland. In the morning, John and Adam, he gave us 66.662, coincidentally. Thank you for many listening hours today. I want a birthday shout-out. We have one coming up because it is, in fact, his birthday on today. So blah, blah, blah. So it's a down payment for a larger donation coming next week. 
Uh, he uh, He's run, running a sponsor-based funding project for an orchestra recording he's doing. we got a lot of musicians listening to the show. Yeah. Uh, for an indie film featuring Germany's first Playboy. More on that <clears throat> coming again. Thanks for First Playboy or Playgirl? He said Playboy. I don't mm. know. Mm. Well, uh, Chris, I hope he's hot. <laughs> Chris Bruckner from Baltimore, Maryland. John and Adam and Otter, another birthday. Uh, I thought I'd send you uh, my cash. He gave us $60. He, make a, he makes us all functional ODD proud. Yeah. <laughs> Alistair Jenks, North Shore, New Zealand. A uh, multiple donor. Uh, 5610. Uh, 5616. I'm donating uh, another red meat eating kiwi to swell those numbers. I'd like to tell people about the shore, the show, no. with the line if only 5% of it is true, the world is fucked. <laughs> <laughs> we had Bob Fails. Most of our, well, except for that, most is it's like ninety-five percent of the show is true, at least. And by the way, six dot six sixteen is the number is the number of the beast. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. So he gave us fifty-six sixteen. I guess in in New Zealand it is, and he also has a website which we'll link. Uh, proving that 616, not 666, is the number of the beast. Oh, okay. Well, So put that link in the show notes. Yeah, uh, Stephen Nelson, 50 double nickels on the dime in the morning from uh, Denver, Colorado. And then we have, oh, this is actually, uh, this we can. What are you doing? Yeah. IMFDB.LLC. Oh, this is Bunny. And the IMFDB.org website, Glendora, California, gave us double nickels on the dime. Right. Craig Cohen, Elmville, Ontario, double nickels on the dime. Got a chance to donate. Got a check from the rulers and the government. Who, <laughs> so a donation is truly, uh, totally needed. I like to call out my brother Justin as a douchebag. Douchebag! For not donating. Hopefully I can get some karma too as my final year of school is in plan. I really can't uh, wait to get out of this crap hole and into <laughs> another crap hole. <laughs> yeah. Good luck, Greg. You can take that to the bank. Brad Taylor, Monroe, Washington, fifty-five dollars. Thank you, Thank Mark you. Tissing, Amsterdam, yeah. Yeah. Holland. N notice the anonymous donation note. Oh, <laughs> this is why you know I keep saying you know it's just very clear on the website. You want to be guaranteed an anonymity. Give forty-nine dollars and ninety-nine cents. Right, because and of course it should have been caught on the spreadsheet, and it wasn't. It says it right there, anonymous donation. Yeah, but it says it in the notes. It usually says it in column B. <sighs> and uh, this is why whistleblowers send your email to Adam at Curry dot com. Do not, under any any circumstance, send anything confidential to John. I mean, I, I mean well, my friend, but this is, this is, <sighs> I read across. I don't read from right to left. Oh, Steve Bottoms, Reno, Nevada, fifty one dollars and fifty cents. Thank you very much, uh, and yeah, right. Jordan Wyatt in Invercard. Yeah, he's our uh, Kiwi, Kiwi vegan, uh, wishing everyone Happy World Vegan Day, which is tomorrow, November 1st. That would be good for all you vegans. To celebrate, uh, he's resuming his show, Coexisting with Non-Human Animals at, uh, what is it, coexistingwithnonhumananimals.blogspot.com? Hey, that's a snappy one. <laughs> that's never right John Tarada, Pasadena, California $50, thank you very much Alan Martin, Brandon, Florida $50, uh, loves the show wants to earn his ring a shout out to his brother's album Physical Jazz 
And there's a long link, which we'll put Jeez. in the show notes. Okay. Mm. We can't read it. Uh, Andrew Kirby, Cedarville, Ohio, $50 one-time credit donation, uh, dedicated to podcasting and latest and greatest reviews and news about the Marvel 616 universe, which is the sign of the beast, according to that other guy. Uh, join us on iTunes or Facebook. We'll have a link. And finally, a knighthood layaway from uh, Robin Duradin from... It's your birthday, birthday! A long-standing tradition here on the No Agenda Show, where we like to congratulate uh, our fellow human resources on the day of their birth. Happy birthday, Hans Hafner, 38 on the 28th, and Chris Bruckner turns 30 uh, yesterday, actually turned 30. Congratulations, happy birthday, and have a great day from your friends here at the No Agenda Show. <laughs> it's your birthday, yeah. Uh, uh, the Joe says, uh, hey, you guys, you're missing out on the opportunity here. I was watching uh, Detroit Public TV doing a pledge drive. They almost never mentioned the word donation. And we should take note of this, John. They always wanted to make sure that you could support them at any giving level. A giving level. A giving level. <laughs> giving level. I'd like to have the giving level improve. <laughs> they had a range of support options for every giving level. Waiting by the mailbox for my ten 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 challenge coin. Blah, 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 blah. Unfortunately, this is my giving level. Giving level. Yeah, I think we should we should think about that. Well, we should think about giving level. You should ring a bell. Ring a couple of phones right now. I'm going to give people the uh, website that they can go to help us. Oh, yeah. Which I don't is have my telephones ready. You haven't got your telephones ready. Oh. Mm. Uh, where's Lady mm. Gaga when you need her? Oh, I'm looking for my telephone. You go ahead and do a... Uh, Dvorak.org slash NA. Uh, there's a donation page you can look at. We have some uh, new offers on there uh, as of Monday. Uh, also, Dvorak. Uh, I'm sorry, Dvorak.org slash NA. Channel Dvorak. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> it, sounds like the, it sounds like somebody's room service. <laughs> That's the wrong one. <laughs> Here we go. There we go. <laughs> uh, ChannelDvorak.com slash NA. And, uh, yeah, and yeah, we're getting calls now. And, the phone uh, banks are blowing up, everybody. <laughs> Noagendashow.com. You can find a link there. Stop too. already with the giving levels. It's way too much. No, seriously. We, just but without a doubt. Um, I think we've done a, a fine job of pulling some uh, media apart today. Uh, it looks like we've got record numbers on the stream once again. Um, all we need is for everyone to pitch in just a little bit. These $5 a month donations, I did get a lot of emails from people saying, hey, you know what, you're right. And they've, of course, they don't get a mention because they're you know, at, the, at a lower giving level, but at a highly appreciated giving level of $5 a month. If everyone would do at least that, if everyone Yeah, we'd would, have it made by this. It'd be done. Uh, $5 a month giving level. That's so, all. That's all. It's so easy because a lot of people listen to this show. $5 a month. And this child will walk again. I'm sorry. Wait a minute. That's the wrong, that's the wrong pitch. So, uh, and pitch. by the way, we need more listeners, and, and we want to preach to the choir, but we also want to preach to the public at large. Will somebody please go to noagendastickers.com, print out some stickers, and stick them near the toll booth. I'm always disappointed driving through the toll booth and seeing that there is uh, stickers for all these little indie rock bands, and there's never a No Agenda sticker on there. I mean, I go through the through fast pass and I can't stop and put a sticker down because a guy behind me will ram me because they're always speeding through the toll plaza when they should only be doing 25. But that's another story. The, so I can't do it myself. But, I mean, there are other 
places, people, that you, you inch through. You got time. You can move, head a little to the right a little bit and slap a sticker there on the thing that people crash into. John, stop the presses. But now, now I see what we're really doing wrong. November 10th, 2010. It's, they've been keeping it under wraps for a while, but now they can reveal the Kardashians will be launching their own prepaid MasterCard. This is what we should be doing, my friend. If you're getting into the credit card business, like the Kardashians. Not a bad idea. Look at that, man. God, they're... They, they have, is there a big butt on the thing? <laughs> no, this is like the three of them with boobs. Well, boobs. The card is that it... Uh, here, the card is... Th- this is great English. The card is so that three it, boobs or... Oh, six, six boobs. boobs. I'm sorry. I'm thinking the other one. So, so uh, our Kardashian prepaid... Ma- this is how you get rid of cash in society is like, like make people want to go get this MasterCard from the Kardashians. Uh, by the <laughs> way, it's a debit card, not a so credit card. So you can card. embarrass yourself. You can... <laughs> We're all attending the launch event at Pacha NYC, November 9th. More details on the card. and What's Pacha? Some club, isn't it? Oh, maybe it is a club. Wow. Now everyone can go shopping with us. Wow. Slaves. Unbelievable. Anyway. We should, we should do a deal, but we'd have to say the slave card. The slave. So we could mock it. <laughs> hey, man, are you playing the slave card? Master card. <laughs> Master slave, slave card. card. I like that idea. It may be possible. Maybe somebody out there can set that up set for us. us. The slave card. Hi, I'm slave. I like to play with my slave card, please. Being a, And we could do the commercials. Being a slave has its advantages. <laughs> <laughs> Priceless. <coughs> so um, there's been a lot of confusion that I'd like to clear up right now. The official spelling of biodiversité is um, B-I-O-D-I-V-E-R-S-I-T-E-E with an accent on the first E. We have to accent do grave or yes. accent agu? Uh, accent grave, I believe it is. Agu is to the left, right? Grave is to the right? Forgot. Yeah. So uh, biodiversité. And uh, Wow. I've been receiving nothing but emails about this. People have been getting this biodiversity crap in school. Um, very astute comment, actually, from one of our producers said, you know, the reason why this is a great by biodiversity is a great plan B is because global warming is something you fight against. Biodiversity is something you fight for. I thought that was really smart. Makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? Yeah, and I agree completely with that email. I got that, too. Yeah. So um, a lot of this apparently is a part of the United Nations um, Agenda 21, which I, I thought you might actually be familiar with, John, because it's been around since, you know, for a long, long time. And uh, th- there's even a, a, a YouTube clip, which uh, I'm contemplating using it as an end-of-show clip. It's about six or seven minutes, and it's all about Agenda 21, and Agenda 21 from the United Nations, I mean, this is what it really is all about, and essentially, it's about uh, putting humans into human resource places where we belong, um, and everything is not sustainable. <laughs> That's everything you have and do is not sustainable. Farming, not sustainable. Nothing, By the way, nothing is this sustainable. Is- 
This stems again from that. Spe- you should watch the special out there, Paris nineteen nineteen on the military channel. This is where this all comes from. From the United Nations uh, Agenda twenty one. No, Agenda Twenty One stems from the old League of Nations and some of the bullcrap that was pulled off at the Paris Peace Conference in 1919. You'll—it's it, just—it just you watch this and you go, "Oh, geez, now I see." I mean, it's just—it just lays the groundwork down. It's like a de Tocqueville book where he comes to the United States and sees the whole thing because he's—he's he's right at the, at the at the core of it. This is just uh, all part of this scheme to just enslave everybody, essentially. And it's pretty interesting because the um, as a part of this, and there's a lot of research I've been doing, and I, you know, again, we just want to really keep our eyes on this because I like the name Agenda 21. I'm looking at the website, <laughs> yeah. Division for Sustainable Development, Agenda 21. Agenda it just 21. looks like something from a movie. Yeah, <laughs> it's really bad. A bad science fiction movie. So as a part of this, uh, the CFR, of course, the Council on Foreign Relations, is involved, and. In, uh, you know, they need to propagate their message, and there's all these, you know, full-length talks with important people like um, the head of Department of Engineering and Public Policy. Oh, you, are we back? Are you with me? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, so I found this, uh, this little ditty. A little ditty is like an hour and a half. I watched the whole thing. Developing an international framework for geoengineering. And I have a theory about this. Now, do you know what geoengineering is, John? It's- Building canals and things like that, as yeah. far as I know. Yeah, okay. Two other things before I turn things over to John. Sure. <laughs> First of all, the word geoengineering turns out to be sort of inclusive. I mean, for to different people, it seems to mean all kinds of different stuff. So for yeah. you, of course, John, it means like building canals and stuff, right? But here's the expert. This is the experts who are talking about this stuff uh, at the uh, Council on Foreign Relations, a part of Agenda uh, 21, developing an international framework for geoengineering. This is a brand new video from March 10th. The, uh, uh, the, the Royal Society in London did a, an assessment recently. Yeah, and those guys are on the up and up, right? The Royal, <laughs> the, the Royal Society, those guys are great. Yeah, trust them. Actually, the discussion in the back of that assessment on governance builds directly on the results of the two workshops we ran because two of the key authors had been participants in both of those workshops. And they did a very useful thing. They introduced uh, two words, uh, solar radiation management for... (laughs) Write it down, John. Solar radiation management. Okay, write it down because you'll need. There will be a test. Stuff that involves. And, and by the way, he's he says stuff a lot. It's just stuff, man. Stuff. It's just stuff. Stuff. Changing the albedo. Uh, What's the albedo? I don't know what the albedo is. Look up albedo while I play the rest of the clip. Albedo. Look it up. And actually, in a piece that we published uh, in Nature uh, about a month and a half ago. Uh, nature uh, used some... Apparently, they can just publish whatever they want in Nature. Nature has no editors. Just We publish that shit. Albedo is the object of a measure of how strongly it reflects light from a light source such as the sun. Okay. phrase about sun sh- sunscreens or sunshades, which is perhaps maybe even better. Uh, and then all the other stuff was, was stuff. through carbon dioxide removal. And very interesting. All the other stuff, carbon dioxide removal. So, so this is all ge- geoengineering. Very interesting, John, because this is all coming down. And in fact, I think that they are going to roll in the legislation and the rules and global governance, as you'll hear this guy say literally, in order to apologize for what they've already been doing. 
among other things, in on that side, I mean, you can actually build devices to scrub carbon dioxide directly out of the atmosphere. Did you know that? How come? Uh, how- it, it, yeah, I, I didn't know there was anything. I guess you could build. I don't, nobody's building anything like this. Well, it would, there's like, a reason. There's a reason. There's yeah, a reason. to kill us all. Um, and then call a tree it. does that, by the way. Yeah, that's right. Planting a tree is what that's called. <laughs> Stand by. That is, put it deep underground in appropriate uh, uh, strata. Uh, those sorts of processes are inherently slow. Slow. They could be. Because trees don't grow that fast. As cheap as 100 to $200 a ton, so they're important. They set an upper bound on what the cost of controlling CO2 might be. But they're inherently slow, and you could do them within the confines of a particular nation. I don't view them as posing significant governance issues. I don't know. On the other hand, but now the the stuff that involves the stuff, just the stuff, Stuff. whatever that stuff is, just that stuff. Changing the albedo by, for example, putting very fine particles in the stratosphere, and we can. Oh, we put very fine particles in the stratosphere. They're trying to kill us. Well, listen. Talk a bit more about how you would go about doing that. Could be done uh, at relatively low cost. Uh huh. Can we get those particles out of the atmosphere after we put them up there? No, no, no John. It's it's very low cost because we just put them in airplanes and shoot them out. Right? A hundredth or less the cost of abating emissions, um, and could be done uh, by a single state operating within the confines of its national borders. Right. Okay. So then I, I, I dig in a little deeper. Again, there's an hour and a half. I'm doing this stuff for you people. For you, you can't afford $5 a month to, to support us. That's our giving level requirement. And uh, here's what I come up with. We need to do research is to, uh, uh, in the event that we have a climate disaster. Yeah. Uh, Which, of course, would be fabricated on spreadsheets. We know what we're getting into if we suddenly decided we had to do this. If we had a billion people at risk around the world, for example. And so in the back few slides of this thing that I've passed out is an argument that says one of the things that the climate science community should start doing fairly quickly is figuring out a, a space in which they could do field experiments without any sort of international oversight or review. I think uh-huh. if you, I mean, we do stuff in the stratosphere all the time. Of oh, course. there it is. Oh, my God. Let me just hear that again. Let me just hear that again. If you, I mean, we do stuff in the stratosphere all the time, of course. And so Chemtrails. We do stuff in the stratosphere all the time, of course. I thought you didn't bring up harp. No, man. I, I just love that. I, here's the actual admission. Oh, we do stuff in the stratosphere all the time, of course. Well, I think Stupid we had to find slaves. out what this stuff is. Yeah. Well, he's, it's fine particles of aluminium. It's all in there. You can go read it. So what Who is the, this asshole? He is the Maybe. Director for International and Security Studies, the University of Maryland. Oh, University of Maryland, Spook Central. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So um, very interesting that as a part of Agenda 21, now the United Nations, this is it's amazing, they are saying, hey, you know, uh, we need to have rules, man. That People just can't go spraying shit in the air, you know, like we have to make sure no one does that. Because, of course, they want global governance over the chemtrailing so that they can then go back and say, well, we, ha- we had to save you. So, you know, we had to save your albedo. 
and Viagra wasn't working. So we had to save your albedo, and that's why we were spraying all that shit in the air, because that's just the stuff we do, and we do it all the time. I think that is actually worthy of this. Well, it's distressing. Yeah. So, but again, know. I tell everyone go watch this Paris. You know, here, let me bring the Paris nineteen nineteen thing back one last time. I'm not gonna say it again. A couple of interesting no- side notes at that event, besides the fact that John Maynard Keynes was at the meeting and all the rest of that. Everybody from the whole world was there. Ho Chi Minh. Paris nineteen nineteen. Paris nineteen nineteen nineteen. Ho Chi Minh shows up to talk about Vietnam and some situation that they have to be because because they're they're dividing up the world right there. They're, that's when they created Iraq. That's when they do, made Belgium. This is when they did everything. Ho Chi Minh shows up. Host, you never forget we lost fifty thousand people in that idiotic war in Vietnam. Ho Chi Minh shows up. Woodrow Wilson tells him to fuck himself, and they won't even hear him. Hmm. Wow. He went back home. I don't see a. I'm surely someone must have a. uh, There must be a a video, online video source of it somewhere. I see it listed on the military channel for when it's airing, but we we need to get a. uh, That needs to go on noagendatv.com. Noagendatv.com. People get all over this, please. Get a copy of that Paris 1919. Yeah. It. uh, Wow. It's like a multi-parter, man. It's like uh, two parts. parts. Yeah, two Two parts. parts. Two hours in total. We need to get all over that. So anyway, so as a part of uh, biodiversity, which of course uh, is going to uh, extinct all animals, and uh, we need to be, uh, I'm going to play that as end of show clip, that uh, that YouTube, no, the Agenda 21 clip. Oh, okay, so it's not the hour one. No, let me just uh, cue it up so I make sure I have it. It's, oh, it's, it's just, it's amazing. Okay, it's queued up. Uh, You hear, and, and it's all these speakers and all these international fora. And they're all saying, well, you know, we, uh, we need to put people in, uh, in uh, people places. <laughs> you can't live where you want to live. You need to live in a people place. <laughs> Which, by the way, was another thing that was going on. Never mind. So let's, uh, we, we, let's change gears and, because the election's on Tuesday. Yes, and uh, I'm quite confused as a California, California voter. Well, right. Vote yes on 19. Well, yes Although on 19 is, I understand. But now there's 25, there's 23. Uh, there's all these propositions. You know, it seems to me. Yeah. But... But here's there. But Meg, I want to play a couple clips. Meg Whitman was blasted. I wish I had this clip handy, but Meg Whitman was blasted a few weeks ago by just she would parrot. Apparently, was parroting a lot of stuff that Schwarzenegger was saying, and then they, they yeah they they, they, they they copied it. It was very funny. Yeah. it was humorous. It was he hilarious. would say something, she'd say the same thing. So right. they so Whitman late in the campaign, she's not going to win anyway. But she came up with this great Jerry Brown ad because apparently after Brown, when he was first governor came out of office he was interviewed by cnn after making an announcement that he lied about this and lied about that so they grill him and then they play this this becomes part of this ad i think it's just great i don't oh here it is i'm sorry i couldn't find here we go after jerry brown was no longer governor he finally came clean what did you lie about when you were governor it's all a lie what did you lie about you You run for office and the assumption is oh i know what to do you don't. i didn't have a plan for california you say you're going to lower taxes you're going to put people to work you're going to improve the schools the schools are going to stop crime crime is up schools are worse taxes are higher i mean be real i didn't have a plan for california it's all a lie (laughs) 
So the thing is, should I not vote at all, or just only vote on Prop 19 and just leave everything else blank? I mean, you should I- do every. You should do the following that everyone is trying to do: vote yes on 19, and then vote out every incumbent, no matter whether you like them or not. Just vote them out. Yeah, yeah. It's it's just like I don't like any of these guys. Not a single one of them. So the marijuana thing is now being propagandized on the news media. And I got two clips I want to run. Uh, Let's just explain to people who are new, because we have to do that from time to time. Uh, In California now, there's a proposition which uh, people, the slaves get to vote on, pretend like we're part of some process. And it's uh, the legalization of marijuana in California. And there's a bunch of memes that are being thrown in there. It's a last-ditch effort to get the nose to win. And, and if, by the way, if the nose win, California should be ashamed of itself. All these years, a liberal state, bitching and moaning. They've got legalized ma- medical marijuana. They can just, they're one step away from legalizing it, and then now they're thinking twice about it. I mean, what kind of wimpy, namby-pamby jerk-offs are in this state that they wouldn't vote yes on this? Play the, which is in clips too, play the huge package, which is a large package it's like almost two minutes on the marijuana gate and this it's entitled gateway to death as for the polling on prop 19 well it's been all over the place but tuesday we're going to get the numbers that really count as dave bryant shows us the opposition rolled out a big push today calling the measure a gateway to death (laughs) the debate over the most controversial 2010 ballot proposition in the country california's prop 19 to legalize marijuana continues to get hotter as election day draws near in what could be a close race the no on prop 19 campaign brought in the heavy artillery senator diane feinstein to lead the charge as the final weekend of the race is now upon us after a news conference an emotional feinstein in an animated way said no on Prop 19 is the only answer. I have a 17-year-old granddaughter. I have five other grandchildren. This is not how I want them to grow up, to go to a party and somebody pulls out uh, some marijuana and says, go ahead, it's legal. Yeah, instead I want them to have some heroin because that's the real It's not legal stuff. for a 17-year-old, one. And two, they're getting offered it anyway, and it's more appealing when it's not legal. What kind of a, of a rock has she been hiding under? She is an out-and-out out idiot. She was an idiot before she was a senator. She's still an idiot. And therefore, you're a sissy if you don't because it's legal. One of the sponsors of the No on 19 news conference was the Mothers Against Drunk Driving organization, oh, MAD, which claims passage of Prop 19 will open the floodgates to stoned drivers on California freeways and a lot more traffic. De- <laughs> Let me tell you, I drive on the California freeways. They're stoned already, man. It's <laughs> That's the point they make. Every single person. What? I would say that's the point the next person makes. But the other thing is, on the 405, you can't go more than six miles an hour. <laughs> really? It's like, dude, am I stoned or are we just going really slow? <laughs> Begins their day in their vehicle, and they end it in their vehicle to get home safely to their children. And if this drug is passed, if we do not defeat this drug, we will see those deaths and injuries go up. But the supporters of Prop 19 argue that you're kidding yourself if you don't think there are already plenty of stone drivers in California. And just like alcohol, they say, driving under the influence of marijuana would remain a serious crime if Prop 19 passes. I'm sorry, but anybody that thinks there's going to be more stone people
people on the freeways is mistaken. Finally, people are going to have to get to purchase cannabis in retail establishments where they're going to be reminded that you can't drive under the influence. But former LAPD Deputy Chief Stephen Downing, now retired, says the war on drugs has been a failed trillion-dollar experiment, much like Prohibition failed to stop the consumption of alcohol. Now, that's entirely untrue. It's been an incredible success for the people making money on the war against drugs. It's been it's exactly what everyone wanted. We made tons of dough on that shit. It wasn't to stop people from using drugs. It was to make money, and it's worked great. Talking about a law that's created a black market just like Prohibition did between 1920 and 1933. It created the highest rate of murders in the history of the United States at the time. The arguments of a no on 19 campaign appear to be sinking in. Recent polls have shown that support for the no side is increasing, while the yes support has leveled off. Next Tuesday, we get the answer. So I'm looking at... Uh, I have. Uh, by the way, before yeah. you go on with that, I want to mention something that you heard in this little presentation, <coughs> which is the use of the word but. Uh, when we, we transitioned from the one guy saying, yeah, everyone's stoned now, they're kidding themselves, and he, he's not obviously pro-19, and then the, 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 the voiceover says, but, indicating that you're going to have a counter-argument, but it wasn't a counter-argument, it was this ex-police chief, uh, right. deputy police chief, saying it was a, you know, the whole thing was a mess. And so it was a very interesting to make you kind of like... It was scramble your brain so he never actually heard what that guy had to say. I, I just thought it was the, a, 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 it was a bad uh Well, there's a co- bad couple of things that are interesting. So, so I received this booklet, which I think every registered voter in California receives, the general election booklet. Right. And uh, by, by the way, I'm just noticing they've misspelled my name, Mr. Adon C. Curry. Adon. Uh-oh. Does that Adon? mean? Adon? Adon. Adon. Oh, terrorist. <laughs> I terrorist. Told, I'm a terrorist. Adon. Adan Alawiyalaki. Adan. Adan. Your name is Adan. Are you Pakistani? Adan Curry? Are you Pakistani? You must be terrorist. So it basically has all the propositions in here. And um, there's a couple of things that, that don't add up to what I just heard in that report. So the proposal here, reading verbatim, this measure changes state law to, one, legalize the possession and cultivation of limited amounts of marijuana for personal use by individuals age 21 or older. So... The 17-year-old, it would be illegal for that 17-year-old to use uh, marijuana because it has to be 21 or older. Uh, but also, uh, all this talking talk about purchasing at retail, uh, cultivation, I could grow it. Right, you could if you That's, wanted to. Yeah, I'd love to. Weeds are be- they're beautiful plants and they grow... They are pretty plants. And they grow like weeds. It's great. That's why they call it weed. Oh, really? Uh, and two, it would authorize various commercial-related activities under certain conditions. So that's really yeah, licensing. Yeah. Licensed yeah. and taxed. It would bring in $8 billion or so, or it would be billions for sure, into the state coffers. The state's broke. But we have idiots like Diane Feinstein going on and on about how she's her 17-year-old granddaughter, you know, this is grandma talking, is going to be introduced, she's going to be given a joint and talked into smoking it because it's legal when it's not legal for the 17-year-old to be smoking it. So this is an out-and-out blatant lie you know that she's providing. You Thank know, you very much, Diane. You know what's really funny? You know when, uh, when I was in college for all of three months, uh, you know the code word for when there was weed on campus? Do you know what the, co- you know what the code word was back then? It was like, hey, that's, uh, that makes good sense to me, man. You know, use the word sense for sense Amelia, right? 
Yeah. So here it is. Proposition 19, common sense control of marijuana. That's funny. <laughs> Someone has humor, whoever wrote well, Proposition maybe. 19. It's like common sense. I never sense. heard that meme, makes, but it's makes good. good sense, man. <laughs> it makes common sense, man. Get it. Get it. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. So just so to finish this off, we had uh, there's a bunch of been a bunch of these debates. Usually, with the people that are against the Prop 19, they argue against it. Is they, their their argument is it's a gateway drug, even though it's been proven not to be. It's yeah. a gateway drug, and the other the other real sensible logical argument is why should we legalize yet another intoxicant? We've got too many. We, why should we legalize another? That's it. That's their whole argument. It's a gateway drug, and why should we legalize another intoxicant? Uh, now, I have this other clip played. This is a debate about four people, two people for marijuana, and I, like three people or one neutral and three people against it, including some doctor who's, who's a Chinese or a Filipino, I don't know what she is, woman who is sounds like that, that one that runs the UN or, or Miss Swan from the old Friday show or, the, or uh, uh, the Mad TV show. She just sounds like an idiot. I can't believe she's a doctor. And uh, just play this clip uh, and see how much of it you can stand. It's not taking into account what doctors, medical researchers are saying in comparison to tobacco and uh, marijuana. Dr. Sebi, would you want to say something? Because I think it, it could also be like a gateway drug. What do you think about it, being, it being a gateway drug? If, if we're going to legalize marijuana for its property for pain control, why not just also legalize cocaine and heroin? Yes, very good idea. But this is not why we're legalizing it for pain control. It's already legalized for pain control. But go ahead. She's do an that. idiot. That's the same thing. It, it does also for pain control. It, it helps that, people. To- that was a question. We want you to take OxyContin for pain control because that's the really good shit. It was, it was uh, covered by the commission as well, and they found absolutely no relevance to it. And in fact, over and over and over again, in the research community, I have to be very honest. In the research community, the gateway drug issue is, hasn't been a question for 40 years. It's I not even. No. Yes, but I am Asian, therefore I have credibility. That's really important. I take issue every, with every, that. I'm yeah. sorry. Every yeah. independent commission, every independent scientific body that has ever looked at the gateway theory has debunked it, including the Institute of Medicine in a report commissioned by the White that. House. Uh, it's it's simply it a said. phony argument, and you know I'm amazed that it's still I'm being sorry. Drug, dragged out. That statement is totally inaccurate. <laughs> Studies have shown that not every person that smokes marijuana uh, goes to higher drugs. But the statistics show that 95% or more of the people who do higher drugs have started with marijuana. That's the truth. With caffeine. Should we ban yeah, coffee I mean, as a gateway drug? Uh, I can't listen to this, John. This is bullshit. I can't. I, I can't it. listen to. This. Hey, let me ask you a question, man. For someone who doesn't smoke marijuana, why you're like really all over this shit, man? Why are you so yeah. pissed well, off? Well, when about I was it? a student, I remember at the University of California, it came up as a topic. Yeah. Uh, and I think, and I was, I bought into the idea it should be legalized because it's no worse than alcohol. Mm-hmm. And I knew guys who were actually alcoholics that had kind of become off of it. A friend of mine, as a matter of fact, was an out and out drunk in college, and he kind of got himself off of alcohol by being a pothead, even mm-hmm. though he. It was at least it wasn't going to kill himself or blow out his uh, kidneys or liver. Right. And I, I've always and then when the when the idea of taxation came along, and by the way, I live in Berkeley. 
I'm all I'm all in. I I don't smoke pot. I don't see any. Re- I don't. You know, it's it's to, when you're older, it's like a silly drug to be to be dealing with. But I just don't. I see it as a, exactly as a prohibition issue. I see the whole thing was a scam from the beginning. I think that the usages will go down when it's like like it has in Portugal. Uh, when it's legalized, I think it'll stabilize things, and I think that the scams that are going on around these drugs by the boy, the people growing it illegally, and all the rest of it, and the and the drug lords is such a negative influence and negative impact on society that it should be legalized. Whether you smoke it or not, you should realize that. Unless you want to have the Mexican gangs take over the place. John C. Dvorak's pet peeve of the day. Hell yeah, hell yeah, very nice, well put, sir. Well, a couple things as we cruise around Gitmo Nation before we wind it all up. Um, I discovered something rather uh, disturbing. Um, <clears throat> as you know, uh, we have a Second Amendment here in the United States, which is our right to bear arms. I am a uh, believer in the Constitution. I think it's a good idea to have guns. Uh, very, very controversial uh, position to take uh, coming from the uh, United States of Europe, having lived there for a while. People don't understand this. don't understand how I can think that and... Uh, you know, there's a lot of studies pro and against that. Uh, but I think it's a good idea. I have guns. I think it's good. Uh, however, uh, Cerberus Capital Management. Now, we know who they are, right, John? No, I don't. Yes, you do. That's the huge hedge fund run by Dan Quayle. There's oh, a, that thing. The blood, the blood fund. It's the, yes. It's the, it's the, their logo is the three-headed dog who guards the gates of hell. Right, and uh, they they own like they they own like everything. All the big military consult. Who said Quell was a dummy? Yeah, they, right. All the stuff uh, you know, all these big military contractors. They own that. So they have a a holding company called the Freedom Group, and the Freedom Group, in recent years, has acquired Remington, Bushmaster, Marlin, H and R, DMPS. And a slew of other firearms-related companies, and most recently, the Barnes Bullet Corporation, who is the largest manufacturer of bullets. Now, I sense something bad going on here, particularly when you call it the Freedom Group. I think that the, you know, the, it's like the evil Satanists with the three-headed dog guarding the gates to hell uh, basically can turn on or off the bullet supply, along with all the guns. And no one has really noticed this. Huh. That they had, they own. I mean, they look at Remington, Bushmaster, Marlin, H and R. They they own all the gun companies. It's pretty nasty, right? Well, they don't own Colt. Does Colt still exist? Well, I'm pretty sure they do. Mm, sure, they haven't been rolled up into something else. Anyway, well, they could well, have been rolled up in something else. Let's take a look. Well, they, then they, they may just. We don't. We yeah. should know this off the top of our heads, but that's what <laughs> that's what Google is good for. Yeah. Yeah, Colt Firearms, Colt.com, Colt Manufacturing. Let's see who they're. Let me go to their website, Colt.com. I thought they were purchased by someone. Quality makes a Colt, 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 Colt. Not seeing any So we evidence. should go out and buy Colts, I guess. Colts makes a great gun. Yeah, we should go out and buy some of those before well, they look get at they bought make up. The, and they make an AR-15A2 Do they government make, but, gun, but, an AR-15A3 tactical. But they don't make bullets. You see, no, the gun is pretty bullets. useless yeah, without the bullets. A lot of people should... Yeah, bullets. Barnes Bullets, located in Mona, Utah, is the industry-leading supplier of copper bullets, including copper tin composite core bullets, major player in the lead-free bullet market. Uh, this, of course, is uh, important as lead core bullets have been banned in many hunting areas. That's another thing yeah. the government has done. He can't have any lead. 
because, you know, lead might kill someone if the bullet strikes them. <laughs> so, makes so much sense. Uh, with the acquisition of, the bar- of Barnes, the Freedom Group continues to demonstrate our commitment to the ammunition business. Wow. I don't know. I don't know. I'm- I think it's all for government contracts. Quail's got an edge. Probably. I don't think it's anything to do no, with anything except so. making money. Uh, anyway, uh, gosh, you know, the uh, the cholera in Haiti just isn't doing enough. Well, not, it's not killing enough people. No, so uh, report now that Haiti is at serious risk of further devastation from earthquakes. Amazing. 90 years, they never have an earthquake. Then all of a sudden, not one, but a second one is being predicted by geologists. I don't want to interrupt you, but this Colt 9mm submachine gun looks pretty cool. Okay, let's, let's, <laughs> anyway, let's get us a couple get of those. Let's get two of those. Hmm. <laughs> But it can't be automatic, right? You probably just saw saw something off. off. Next thing you know, Chris uh, Chris Jacob will get us a a pair. I'll order a pair. Okay, I'll order a couple of those. Colt nine millimeter semi-automatic. Is that what it? What's the submachine gun? Submachine. Wait a minute. Send me that link. (laughs) I just erased it. Okay, let me go back. Does it look badass? It looks. It looks cool. It's a cool looking gun. It looks like a smaller AR fifteen. Hold on a second. If we now we sound like a pair of like yeah, of, of re- Republican crazy nuts. <laughs> hey man, let's pick us up a couple of those nine millimeter submachine guns. They're so much better than Uzis. You know, Uzis is just pain in the ass. They block all the time. It actually has its own little link. Colt nine millimeter SMG. Here, I'll well, come put on, it in man. the show notes for people well, well, who want to buy one. Send me the link. I want to take a look I'm at it. I'm doing that. I'm getting it. Jeez. Yeah, well, hurry up a little bit. It takes a second. <sighs> okay. While you're taking that second, let me get back to uh, Haiti. There you go. It's not coming through. It comes through eventually. So, uh, oh, here it is. Let me just take a look at this gun for a second. Let me just see if I like it. It has a nice carrying handle. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) It looks totally badass. Cool. I got to get me one of those. Shoot me some slaves. Perfect. Okay. So uh, anyway, uh, Nature Magazine, which, by the way, uh, you know, people can just publish in, as we heard earlier from Apparently, the uh, biodiversity. Apparently, yeah. I think I'll do a report and send it in. <laughs> the biodiversity people. Other earthquakes are inevitable. Now, if that isn't enough, <laughs> we have uh, turned on the weather modification uh, system to direct Hurricane Tomas directly towards Haiti. This is great. This thing actually like took a turn. It was like, eh, when we go Cuba, no, Haiti, yeah, Haiti. So um, finally, they're going to get rid of everybody there. It's about time. But it also, if they have a hurricane hit Haiti, that, that's time for another rock concert. Yeah, that's right. Collect more money. That's right. Another another show. Well, hey, we got to put something up on one of our websites, which is a Clinton watch. And how many days since they haven't filed their form? Well, this is a good question. Let me just uh, take another look at ClintonFoundation.org. Uh, I, I do it from time to time about the Clinton Foundation. We'll click on that link. And let's see, has he filed his Form 990 yet? Annual and financial reports. And no, gee, not yet. Still no Form 990. And uh, it's now officially two days late. Uh, two weeks, I'm sorry. Two weeks mm. After the double extension. So not Two just at, ex- after oh, the double no, extension. You got a lot of money in, you know, they got to launder. I mean, uh, account for. Yeah. 
Uh, let me just see. Uh, I have spent a little bit of time reading through the now proposed changes to the Lisbon Treaty in the United States of Europe. That's your constitution, people, the one you didn't get to vote on except for Ireland. And I just kept going back. No, no, no. Vote again, people. You didn't get the vote right. So uh, this, of course, uh, they say is to change the no bailout clause. This is the whole problem because they weren't supposed to have more than 3% debt of 3% of GDP debt. That was part of the promise of the Lisbon Treaty. All these states would get together and would all work out beautifully and uh, didn't work out so well. So um, here's uh, some of the uh, and the document is listed in the show notes, of course. Um, point one, this will ensure the effective implementation of new surveillance arrangements as soon as possible. You see, what this is what I love about these documents. It's like they'll say, it's about finances, but then all of a sudden new surveillance arrangements show up. And making progress in tackling climate change is becoming ever more urgent. Uh, that's also in this binding legal framework. So you're getting screwed again, people. They're changing, they're changing the shit you didn't get to vote on in the first place. And... Uh, Oh, I wanted to mention to you, John, that we got props from Thomas E. Woods. Did you know yeah, that? Yeah, he gave us a link. Yeah, he uh, he tweeted about us. And if you have not seen it, he has uh, YouTube.com slash Thomas. I think it's Thomas Woods TV. He has the funniest. The guy is like us. He has the funniest video called Interview with a Zombie. And he has a zombie, a guy made up like a zombie, interviewing him about nullification. <laughs> it's hilarious. And the, the, all the zombie does is goes like, racist. Just, just like that for <laughs> neo-confederate. <laughs> it's really funny. The guy is great. And uh, I've been reading his stuff, his uh, his his blog, and uh, he's written a couple other books. Wow, what a fantastic guy. If you die, um, I feel good now because I got a guy who can replace you. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, right? You'd be out too. No, I, I, I love you, man. I, I need you, but I'm just saying. He has actually published his books. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Ouch. Ouch. Yeah, that kind of hurt, didn't oh! it? Oh, oh, right oh. in the nuts. Yeah, I uh, just went through a TSA line. All right. I mean, there's tons of other stuff we could talk about, but I think we should just save that. Yeah, we ran out of time. We got to, well, we got a good show lined up for Thursday then. Yes, we do. We've got uh, the Ministry of Pussification coming out. Uh, huge. We also have the elections to discuss. They'll be over. Yeah, because that, well, should we do a show after the elections and like instead of waiting until Thursday? Should we do like a brief like. No, no, because it's going to election to be Tuesday. Wednesday, they're going to have all the final results and they're going to be talking about it and, and deconstructing it as the best they can. And then we can on Thursday take a look at the coverage and do a real. And really do it. Yeah. Yeah, you're probably other, right. Instead of, there's no reason to rush. They have to rush into everything. Oh, you know, these guys, they just, the votes came in. Let's do a story. Yeah. Oh, and before we leave, did you see any of the rally for sanity, the John no, Stewart? No, I didn't see any of it. No, I, didn't. I look I, like I was at the. I was getting my hair cut. I wonder how many, how many. I guess they probably packed him in. I mean, I'm sure they would. But I, to me, this. I think the Glenn Beck thing. He goes out and does this and runs around with O'Reilly doing special events. They they pack in stadiums. There's. I think people are just hard up for entertainment. That's not blowing their ears out or rap. 
where you have a risk of getting shot. I think people just tried to get out of the house for these things. I don't think they, they mean anything. I don't no. think it means anything that a million people showed up to listen to Glenn Beck try to turn you into a Mormon. I don't think it means anything that, that uh, Colbert and, and Stewart went out to give a free rock concert, essentially. Well, the only thing that, that I... Because that I, I was following the tweets... And what I saw was everyone, wow, that uh, that clip on the media was amazing. And from what I understand, I haven't seen the clip. I need to look at it. What I understand is they showed a lot of CNN and Fox, predominantly Fox, but a lot of CNN clips as well about fear-mongering. Uh, but somehow um, Rachel Maddow didn't make it into the montage. You know, it's like, I don't know, man. It, it, didn't, it felt like a confusing thing. To me, yeah, I, I, it's, yeah on, it's, it's on it's on cspan.org. They had the, the cspan recorded, so I'll watch it and take a look it's, at it. But. It's just entertainment. It's a form of entertainment that you so know, too. and it's just yeah. preaching to the choir. That everything that's wrong with the country is epitomized by these events. Yeah, unfortunately, those two guys are millionaires, and we are douchebags. Yeah. That's the only unfortunate That's thing. That's the joke of it. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, I mean, Glenn ha-ha. Beck is making like twenty million a year, and everyone says like he's a man of the people. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Oh, let me get back in my private jet and fly out of here. Yeah. Anyways. I don't fly a private jet. I only fly first class. Give me a break. So, Dvorak.org slash NA. All of you should be uh, at a $5 a month giving level at least. If all of you did it, if everyone gave, had a giving level of $5, we could basically stop the whole donation giving segment because we'd be set. Right? Yeah, it's true. Well, then what the hell is up with that? Because only 1% of the people that listen to the show actually care enough about the show. I mean, they like the show. But, you know, it's like, eh, you know, these guys are fine. We don't need it, you know. We don't yeah. need my $5. Yeah. Besides that, I got uh, I got to buy some junk food. I got to go to the the. I got to go to the movies and watch some propaganda. So I have to pay $20 for, you know, or $20 or $100 with to go out with the family to watch Avatar. Oh, it's Which not, is about what it costs. Like it took to take cost about twenty bucks to go up with the, or hundred bucks to take a big family, a big family, family of three, family of four, to the movies, and then buy the popcorn and all the rest of it. You're out a hundred dollars. Well, anyway, thanks everybody. We provide the, more entertainment than that. For those of you who are at the at the giving level status, thank you so much. It's highly appreciated. You set a great example. All one percent of you. So Agenda 21 for Dummies is coming up. It's actually always like eight minutes, a little bit longer than I thought, but I think you will enjoy that as an end-of-show clip. And I'm looking forward to uh, joining my uh, my brother-in-arms soon also to have the fine 9mm submachine gun from Colt. SMG. <laughs> Yay! Coming to you from Get My Nation West in the People's Republic of Southern California. Yay. Well, we're all getting ready to toke up. I'm Adam Curry. And from Northern Silicon Valley, where... Uh we lament the loss of the Giants to the Texas team yesterday and hope they make up for it. And, of course, we only have 2% of the people that care about baseball except me. I'm John C. Dvorak. We will talk to you again on Thursday right here, right after the bat signal on No Agenda. Sustainable development has become the popularized expression for Agenda 21. Agenda 21 is the 1992 United Nations Rio Declaration on the Environment and Development. It is the agenda for the 21st century you're living in today. For a brave new world where everything that you cherished and held true will no longer exist. 
Agenda 21 defines itself as the comprehensive plan of action to be taken globally, nationally, and locally by organizations of the United Nations systems. It also elevates nature above man. And it contains something called the precautionary principle, where basically you're guilty until you're proven innocent. Sustainable development is the philosophy designed to bring human beings across the globe under the full control of a narrow human elite. It's a 40-chapter document to basically control the world. It's based entirely on socialist control mechanisms. Sustainable developers have designed a global movement coordinated through a global to local action plan to create world government in accordance with certain objectives. These objectives include an end to national sovereignty, the abolition of private property, the restructure of the family unit, and increasing limitations and restrictions on mobility and individual opportunity. The green goal includes the listings of what's not sustainable. A couple of the examples include private property. 728 lists fossil fuels. Golf courses and ski lodges are not. Consumerism. Irrigation is not sustainable. Paved roads. Commercial agriculture. Herbicides, pesticides. Elsewhere, it lists farmlands, pastures, grazing of livestock. And the family unit. The focus of sustainable development is the abolition of private property, societal undermining of the family, and abandonment of the constitutional protection of unalienable rights as described in the Declaration of Independence. You see, I sat on the Santa Cruz Agenda 21 committees. Now, this was a lot of crazy ideas. This is back in the mid-90s. Crazy ideas, I heard. Mother Earth's surface wasn't to be scratched. Human beings were to be concentrated into human settlement zones. Educational systems were to focus on the environment as the central organizing principle. All aspects of life were, were covered. Well, I went to these committees at the request of some people who told me that I needed to understand what was going on. And I came back and I said, this is craziness. This is so silly. It has no chance of having any effect on our society. Well, I was wrong. The United States government's support for sustainable development, Agenda 21, is very clear. In 1992, while the Rio conference was going on, George Bush, then president, was there where he executed the Agenda 21 protocols on behalf of the United States and brought it back to Washington, D.C. Within a year, Bill Clinton, by executive order, no congressional review, established the President's Council for Sustainable Development. In Santa Cruz, we've got a two-lane freeway system. We need four, but what we're getting is hundreds of millions of dollars of federal money to take a dilapidated rail line that Southern Pacific wants to put in the hands of somebody else so that a commuter line can be built along the railroad track. That'll be followed by 14-story buildings 
where people will live and stack them and pack them units, where developers or so-called sustainable developers will build these high rises with federal dollars. In fact, Santa Cruz has received a $300 million federal grant to build the first 3,000 of these stack and pack them units. The County Board of Supervisors has said, if you are a sustainable developer, you're immune from any construction defect liability. It's a partnership between selected developers building this new world order and the government using the American taxpayer dollars in order to do it. This is a map of the Wildlands Project. To explain the map, the red are areas that are to be off limits to human beings. No resource development, no human activity. If you live there, you won't. The yellow areas are the areas for major control of all human activity. If you live there, you won't. The black areas, the black dots, are the smart growth zones. That's where human beings are to be stacked and packed in small living units along rail tracks. The Smart Growth Program ultimately has jobs assigned and children cared for by the state. The question has been asked many times how uh, the people who are perpetrating these things expect to do this and make it last. And the answer to that is that you steal a generation of children and you indoctrinate them so that they accept these ideas and they become global citizens in the coming global village. UNESCO came out and declared 2005 to 2015 the decade of education for sustainable development. But they go on to say that it will encompass the 40 chapters of Agenda 21. That is your federal national curriculum. The entire purpose of second grade social studies is to transfer loyalty from the family to the government and teach them about sustainable economic consumption. Students construct their own understandings of reality and realize that objective reality is not knowable. So why bother? The truth is, the truth, which keep men free, is being suppressed in order to prop up the attitude training agenda. And it moves on. This is our new uh, math called Connected Mathematics. Standard 3 tells us that students learn that mathematics is man-made, that it is arbitrary, and good solutions are arrived at by consensus. Most of us assume 2 plus 2 is always going to equal 4. You're wrong. We might reach a new consensus. Uh, how well does it work? Well, they tell you in the teacher's guide in the back, it tells us that because the curriculum doesn't emphasize arithmetic computations done by hand, some students may not do as well on tests assessing computational skills. We believe such a trade-off in the favor of CMP is very much to the student's advantage in the world of work. Our children are mathematically illiterate on purpose. How do I know on purpose? Why isn't this just a basic bad idea? Because the sustainable development plan tells us so. Generally, more highly educated people who have higher incomes consume more resources than poorly educated people who tend to have lower incomes. In this case, more education increases the threat to sustainability. Charlotte Iserby, I owe you an apology.
I did not believe for the longest time it was a deliberate dumbing down. I thought the dumbing down was a natural consequence of a bad idea. Folks, it's deliberate. It's deliberate. The sustainable globalist goal is the orchestration of a planned fall of American principles, values, and lifestyles. The effect on the average American will be devastating. With modernizing technology, the ordinary person will live without independence, privacy, or substantive rights. Another press conference that I attended was uh, the ICLE group, the International Committee for Local Environmental Initiatives that helps in the implementation of Agenda 21 in all of our local communities. And um, one of the speakers was a Harvey Reuven, who happens to be the vice chair of ICLE. And I asked him about the correlative rights that Americans derive from the United States Constitution and the Bill of Rights. And that, of course, is your individual liberties, your private property, your you know, freedom of speech. Asked about it clashing with Agenda 21. And you know what his response was? Individual rights must take a back seat to the collective.